Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 5th of November, 2017. Remember, remember. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Once again, our podcast somehow ends up on the night of a million distant explosions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Robert Kemp. I quite like, that sounds quite romantic, actually, in a strange way, isn't it? It's, we podcast on the night of a million explosions. I was walking through Brixton last night, and it pretty much did sound like... Um, like the front from World War One was uh, <laughs> over there in the background. Well, I was in London last night, and it also sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, tell you where, it's, where it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Local news. Ipswich. The market. <laughs> yep, yep. The market fire. Oh, yeah. It's got cancelled. No, I saw what? The sign. Yeah, I saw oh. the sign when I came to your place last week. What happened? I would have yeah, come all the way from London to go to that. So I'm glad Apparently, I didn't. Apparently, whoever was supplying the fireworks defaulted on the order, so they didn't get any fireworks. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. That's like, a massive you know, fail. One, it's kind of the one thing you need, really. <laughs> For fireworks, yes. I mean, they did they still have the fire, I guess. Did they do the torchlight possession? No, I didn't see if that was also cancelled. They just, it just, the sign just had cancelled stuck on yeah. it. Oh, in wow. massive text. I wonder how much it cost to actually get those cancelled borders, like like things printed. <laughs> it's like... Is this like the uh, notice board at the top of the your road, Zach? What, what no, it's like one advertising that they jammed up on the entry to Eden. It was one near the right. lake. Oh, as right. you come on, come out from the bridge, there was one around there. Right. To make sure you know yeah. not to come because they Well they also had to put it on the front of the newsletter. <laughs> well. mm. Which was weird because they actually it like they had the advert well, the like date and time for the fireworks display and then it was like below that it just said stop press, it's been cancelled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like why did you not delete the other part and just make the whole thing? <laughs> oh, Don't dear. come to this. Does that thing, <laughs> has that thing been modernized at all? Is it still like a black and no, white it's like, like million comma column thing? Colour. Colour. Parts of it. Oh, it's, it's got colour. Oh, that's new. Well, the, didn't the front cover used to have colour, right? But the yeah. insides didn't. But oh, I guess I, now, now there's actual colour. I don't remember any of it being colour. All I remember is like it had like four or five columns of tiny text, and you yeah. and, and the trick was to read across all of them. Every single line. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. The yeah. best bit is always like the, the local policeman news about... You know, local ruffians like messing with the plant, plot, plant plots and stuff like that. It's a high crime area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was always really Apart good. Apart from that one time when it was a high crime area. <laughs> when was that? Well, when the bank got robbed. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But that was Apart like... that one time. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe those people across the street didn't, know, didn't like, call, call the police. I don't think they really noticed... It must have I made thought, so I much thought they noise. were just doing repairs. Yeah, it must have been so loud in the middle of the night, like a giant yeah. JCB like smashing minute, into a building. Because <laughs> in theory, know. theory, it only takes like one loud noise and then a bunch of relatively quieter noises. <laughs> Do you think? Pretty noisy. Yeah. Well, to, to get the rubble out of the way and then actually extract the, or However they were picking this thing up, because these things would be heavy, right? Yeah, it's pretty heavy, Probably right? Just like an uh, engine crane, right? Well, yeah, but that would be pretty noisy because it would be on the back of like a. Those lorries have to run their engines. No, it's just a mobile one. You'd probably jack it up on one of those. I don't know how much an engine weighs compared to an ATM. Probably similar. Similar. <laughs> yeah. But but you normally you use like um like a the sort of cranes you'd get on the back of like car scrappage things, and they have to run their run their engine, you know, their diesel engines to 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 do that sort of lifting, and it's, so that'd be quite irritating. 
That's not even that loud, technically, I guess. Just like like a car idling or a diesel wheel idling, which is slightly louder. (laughs) I tell tell you, when it it happens outside my house, that's quite annoying. (laughs) But then that's, I guess there's slightly less of a gap between Mm. my house and the road compared to what would be... Anyway, local news. Local news. Like five years ago. Yeah. So just to fill you in, listeners, it's not a big town. It's a village slash town, I would say. I don't know. Anyway. uh, uh, town now. Traditionally, it didn't. It really only had that one cash point, as far as I know, in the bank mm. on the side of the bank. Um, is it still? Where was? Are there any yeah. more? Is that well, still true? In, now it's in the front of the co-op. Oh, right. Because the yeah. bank closed. <laughs> oh, the like, bank closed. Where are we going to get yeah. money from now? <laughs> was there a cash point at the Lloyd's, like opposite the Swan? No, I think there was at one point a, right. a really, really long time ago. I think yeah. that's true. Because that, that bank closed real quick yeah. after I, we existed. <laughs> Because I remember, um, you know, having to, you know, my parents having to drive specifically to that cash point and park outside. And sometimes there'd be a queue of cars, like people trying to get the cash because it's the only place oh, in the village yeah. where you could get cash. Yeah. And of course, you needed cash at the time. Now you could probably con- chip and pin it or contactless it quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know. And you would hope all of the little shops down the high street have modernized at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I, 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 get... I was there like middle of Saturday, admittedly last week. That place looks busy as now. Well, that's why really? It's more yeah. like a town. <laughs> Is it all like like fancy like artisanal shops and shit that no r- people come? <laughs> the high oh, street still actually got quite a few empty places down there. Oh, really? Mm. So why streets have so... not recovered from two thousand eight? There just seems to be a lot of people and a lot of cars about. Oh, like... really? Weird. Yeah. I don't remember seeing it quite that bustling. But it's not, it's not like there's like loads of new housing estates or anything. I guess they are building one, Yeah, right? there are. There's mm. like... There are a few, The one yeah. in the quarry, the one where the... Your the milk factory or whatever. Yeah, the factory in the middle of the That's not very big, though, is it, right? It's fairly big. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, it's a reasonable okay. amount of space back there. And they, yeah, they've crammed in all kinds of like smaller constructions alongside the railway, mm. like all down that length. It's really mm. confusing if you if you go by it on the train now because it's just like I don't recognise no. any of this no, it's until you weird. get to Zach's house and it's like oh yeah right okay well my old house has changed at the back oh yeah just quite different yeah anyway because for some reason they decided they needed even more house even more house yeah <laughs> yeah that's bonkers so what are you doing with your space if you need more house on that house. Even has a basement. I mean, go on. You already had more than an average amount of house. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, need a market. There need we go. market news. No, no, no tiny explosions there. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't plenty, of, plenty of tiny explosions, just no one focused tiny explosion. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of mm. tinier explosions. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm sure people will compensate. Where it's like, oh, we can't go out to the town one. We'll have to get our own. We'll just buy some dynamite. That'd be more fun. Just make a crater where the fireworks used to be. You think you could get dynamite in Paul's hardware? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Paul will know. Yeah, just ask James Cabber's mum. <laughs> Where's the other <laughs> one? <laughs> uh, let me get some. Uh, let me get my hands on some TNT. How, how are you good for that? I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> so <it's> 
So this is apparently episode 200 of the Salacast. Woo! Woo! Exciting times. Double um, century. Double century. Yeah. When did we start? Twenty early twenty ten, I think. Must have been. Looking oh, uh, hang on. So we're in season eight. Mm. So seven and most of eight years. Yeah. Well, many, this is the how end many times does does twenty six go into two hundred? <laughs> there you go. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it would have been March 2010. That's when we started. Mm, indeed. We've been doing this too long. <laughs> or not long enough. I haven't no. decided. No. We've been doing it too long on an individual podcast basis. <laughs> like per podcast, they're probably too long. Oh, I see. What you mean. Total yeah. number of right. podcasts put out, maybe not long <laughs> enough. Maybe. maybe. That might be right. <laughs> that one will continue to grow. Hmm. So we're going to do something special to celebrate, but in the, for the time being, we better get on with our podcast. Cause <laughs> so uh, I, have random, I have a semi-random video game segue we can talk about. But what about random bullshit? Or is the news section too long? It was, yeah, it's a bit long. I wanted to... <laughs> it's a bit long and not, not that funny. That's the problem with need a market. <laughs> as, is, as is always when we talk about random shit. It's the problem with need a market. It's just not that funny. Oh, I wanted to talk about random kitchen vision, of course. Oh, really? What's happening now? We had a real bad bottle of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mundanity. Well, that's no, oh. not mundane at all. It's actually kind of unusual for you to buy a thing from a supermarket. And it, oh, what, it, was, bad. it was immediately bad. I mean, it didn't just go bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't just like want a coffee and or a tea. And because you have quite milky teas, that's quite, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, a significant <laughs> amount of my tea is milk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like... I didn't open it, which was probably the first mistake from from my perspective. Oh yeah, because you, you, it wasn't the freshest. Yeah, because I didn't know that apparently the top was weird. I was told later, right? But still, maybe sealed, but maybe not properly sealed. Basically, we have no idea what the fuck was going on with this milk. <laughs> but we managed to get through about half the bottle, and yeah. I had like three cups of tea, and I was like, "This tastes really weird." Did we get different tea bags? No, they're still the same tea bags. <laughs> Like, is the kettle been washed recently? No, that looks perfectly normal. So, and then I didn't think to check the milk until, like, way later that day. And I was like, hang on a minute, I'm about to make another cup of tea. I should probably check whether the milk is weird. And it was. So it wasn't, like, lumpy? It didn't have that? No. It just had a weird... What did it smell like, then? Because mil- off milk has a very particular smell. It just had a weird kind of chemically taste, a chemically Ugh. kind of aftertaste. Oh, that's... That's... Like, how? And I noticed it immediately on my first cup of tea, but apparently no one else... I mean... Only one other person in my house has a sense of taste. So, <laughs> so that kind of also narrows down the possibility mm. of people detecting it. I have accidentally made a coffee with some lumpy milk before. And <laughs> it actually tasted all right up until I got to the bottom of it. And I was like, what is that? Oh, no. How did you not notice that when you were pouring the milk? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I was dumb. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not very observant. Let's put it that way. Yes, it didn't seem like it was. It, was, it didn't seem like it was gone off milk. It seemed like it was just weird chemical milk. <laughs> chemical milk. And so far, we haven't died. So you know, <laughs> no, nobody got sick or anything. We did manage to drink like two whole pints of that. So oh, man. <laughs> between us, 
and I couldn't believe that no one else recognised that it tasted weird. What was wrong with so the who was it that noticed other than you? I was the only one who noticed. And then when right. I figured out it was the milk, I put a post-it note on the milk bottle that said, this is the thing that tastes weird. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you need to communicate? Uh, because well, it was like 3 a.m. around. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I had to leave a message to be like, don't use this when you wake up, for God's sake. Just in case I don't remember in the morning. Well, I won't be there when they're going to use that milk in the morning. I'll be asleep. So what was wrong with the lid then? That you said something about the top was weird. It apparently, it looked kind of like more like kind of just foil instead of that kind of plasticky covering. Oh, right. But not like someone had replaced it or anything. It plastic. Looked... Maybe that was the chemical you tasted, like melted plastic. Yeah, or like <laughs> something went wrong with the sealer that like sprayed glue into it or something. Oh. <laughs> That's quite gross. You see that thing about chicken gate? <laughs> no. Well, there was like, like, there's this one, like, food factory, like in in the UK, basically called Two Sisters Food Group or something that basically supplies all of the chicken, right? Like to like all of all of like the supermarkets and is things. It horse now? <laughs> we go back no, to that. Again. It is actually chicken. It's just a bit like you know the the sort of classic food scandals where it's like, oh, we've dropped an entire chicken on the floor. What do we do? And they just put it back in the bucket, I guess, with the other. Well, it depends chickens. on what point they drop the whole chicken on the floor. It looked like just, you know, bits of, wet, you know, well, I don't know, like the bits of warehouse where there's like conveyor belts and stuff. And it's just like, oh, we dropped a chicken. Oh, we'll just chuck it in the bag of all the others. Or like, but the thing, the, the sort of weird thing was it is it was like, it was clearly like everywhere just gets its chicken from here. Like Marks and Spencer's chicken, exactly the same as Tesco branded well, chicken, well, exactly like most, the same as Sainsbury's branded chicken. It all like, comes from the same place. Like most things all come from the same place. Yeah, I know. But it's like there was, there's some like, really dubious bits because we couldn't help but notice that it's like oh they just took some Marks and Spencer's chicken and then put it in a package labelled Tesco's and it's like well okay I guess except then you look at the Tesco's like marketing and it says they're uh, exclusively reared for Tesco's on this particular Willow Farm well, branded sometimes nonsense. they are though, aren't they when they get the local actual locals oh what's you reckon just because it was packaged in the same factory the actual chicken could have come from no somewhere. I meant they do they do sometimes there's versions of the supermarket brands that are actually local and they're processed locally but they're some like, i guess yeah. but it was just that that yeah that one struck me as a little strange because it's like was, was, is, are the chicken actually come do they segregate the chicken in this factory into oh, no, the, this sure is tesco's chicken sure so then exclusively random... exclusively reared by tesco's is a total lie how do you know that was that from that place <laughs> Because it was on the episode, like an ITV reporter was like looking at. He was looking at a chicken that he just brought from Tesco's without saying that it was one that specifically came from that. He was in the factory, (laughs) but did he bring that chicken in with him? Well, what you mean? (laughs) What you mean? The reporter just like got some footage by like just just walking in with chicken, like give him a chicken. There's just chickens everywhere. You wouldn't need to give him a chicken. He could just nick a chicken. (laughs) I'm sure he couldn't though. (laughs) Nicking a chicken. Anyway, chicken. Mm. Some people yeah. might have had some bad chicken. Not really bad. Well, floor five, chicken. Five second rule chicken. It's barely bad. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> That's still pretty rank. I would. I'd, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But like I said, depends when they dropped it. If they dropped it before it defeminated. Would be completely irrelevant if they dropped it. No, no, no. Once it, it was been defeminated, even then I wouldn't say that was it that was, bad. It was pretty much like <laughs> as was, you would find it in the packaging was when it was dropped. Yeah, but if it still had skin on, you know. But if you do, if you buy a whole chicken, you tend to be roasting it with skin. 
sure. But then you're and roasting you're the skin, skin like so hard. <laughs> how, clean <laughs> you, hard. how clean do you think chicken skin is anyway by that point in the process? I assume they get like bathed. Right. Yeah, so did it fall off the conveyor before or after the bathing? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, that, that's unclear, actually, from what I saw. Good question. There's a lot of processing that you don't necessarily figure out. Yeah. Like how probably every... A lot of... That was the recent chicken scandal in America, wasn't it? Where it was like too much chlorine because they're still washing their chickens with chlorine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delicious chlorine chicken. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. If you add a bit of sodium, they'll be salted chicken. Yeah, exactly. You go. Not quite how that works. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> One can hope chemistry is just mash these things together. There you go. Uh, chicken gate. Yeah. Any more bad stuff? Is your toaster still bad? Yeah, toaster is still bad. Didn't get them to buy a new kettle? Nope. We're stuck with the bad, bad toaster and bad kettle. Maybe I should just buy you a kettle for Christmas. Well, I'm definitely so. thinking that I'm just going to buy one and be like, screw you, you guys. But then I'm like, that's the kind of thing where I'd want to keep it for myself. What, <laughs> you have to be maximum passive aggressive about it. Personal kettle. Right. Be like, this is my one. You can continue to use that shit one. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going to keep your kettle to... when you hide it away? Yeah, like, that's the, the cupboard, problem. Special cupboard, like, I can't then really lock it. You have to put it in your room, that's all. Yeah. Like, like, like a little mini hotel sort of set up. Like... Yeah, I would want to make actual boiling water in my room. <laughs> You don't want all that moisture in anywhere apart. Don't you have your like weird little ante room though? Like, like you've got your room and then well, like the room that leads to your room. But there's no furniture yeah, in that room yeah, anymore. Not, that's not actually a room. That's yeah. a corridor. Yeah. Is there no room in that it's corridor? It's a lot smaller. For it's a lot smaller than it used to be. That little bit. Oh, Regardless, really? you, any of those other rooms you wouldn't want to put a kettle in because it's not the kitchen. Kitchen mm. is where the moisture goes, unless it's the bathroom. Mm. To have a bathroom kettle. <laughs> That's probably way worse. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. You can have some weird milk in there, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Would you have to get a little mini fridge for your room as well? Well, we then, already right? talked about that before. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I wanted to segregate my stuff entirely, it would be a lot of effort. <laughs> mm. You need to be able to lock the kettle to the counter or something. Put like <laughs> one of those security locks. Find a way to put a padlock around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> one of the ones. The switch down so you can't could, turn it off. Could, could you hardwire like a, a security pad into the power lead? So in order to turn the power on, you have to type in a code that only you know. <laughs> and then. Because no one's going to go to the effort of like, I really need to use the kettle. I'm going to get. I'm going to unwire this. Just thing. then you're making it inconvenient for yourself. That's the. That's it's true. There's only a few, few extra button presses. Depends how passive aggressive you're feeling, really. There's definitely yeah, that, a trade That's the trick. It's like, <laughs> how, how, how much are you going to inconvenience yourself to make a point? That's why I always used probably. to do when, like, when people mm. use the last of the sugar out of the sugar pot, and I'd be like, I'm going to just use the sugar directly from the sugar tin until someone fills that back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inconveniencing myself, but I'm making a point. <laughs> yeah. That could also just be seen as laziness. <laughs> Not laziness on my part, it's laziness on whoever fucking didn't fill it up. Well, did, do you fill it up if you're the one that... Yes. Last? Oh, okay, that's all right then. Yeah. And I'm often the one who ends up doing it. It's really annoying. With, like, butter as well. Where it's like, why did you not get a new butter out of the fridge when there's, like, a sliver of butter left outside the fridge? And it's like, you know that you're going to... Even you or me is going to use that last bit of butter. Just get the new one out in advance. <laughs> so it can start warming up and not be rock fucking solid. I'm going to shove it in my face right now. 
I'm just walking past. I don't even want the bar, but I'm just going to shove this sliver in my face. Yeah, exactly. Just keep that up. <laughs> just lick it up right now. Mm, on its own butter. I'm mm. very annoyed by that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do love how the worst story of the week you can come up with is I had some bad milk. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was unusually bad milk. It, was not it is unusual. I'll, I'll give milk. you that. It is, it is bad in a weird way. It's not that it's just traditionally gone off skank. No. I will give you that. <laughs> Go on then, Rob. What's your story to top the bad milk story? <laughs> uh, oh, mine was actually a positive story. I went to, <laughs> yeah. I went to Distant Worlds last night at the oh, Royal yeah. Albert Hall. The Sweet. music of Final Fantasy Ooh. as performed by the Royal Philharmonic Concert Orchestra and the Maid of Ale Singers. And with Nobu Uematsu in attendance. It's amazing. Like, yep. like just, just the best. Just one of the best things I've ever, like I've ever gone to see. Just really, super incredible. Like the, you know, the the the, the orchestra are obviously like you know and they've got heritage and stuff like that. You know, they're going to be good. You knew that much. But these are some properly killer arrangements. Like like just super well done. Nice. Um, you know, when you they they just you know you're in for a treat when they kind of know what, what the what, who their audience is when they go right. Let's get this concert started and they just immediately play the victory theme and and then it's just like actually the end not the start. Well, no, they ended on one winged angel. Well, yeah, getting, but getting the entire the crowd, theme. getting <laughs> doing a little practice run to make sure everyone could say Sephiroth off in time, which a mate of mine got totally wrong, which was hilarious. <laughs> in the middle of it, he's just like set off. Oh. Victory theme comes at the end, not the start. <laughs> at the start, you just want to do one of the battle entry things. You know what? They didn't actually do any of the battle themes. <laughs> well, that's wrong. I mean, I guess that is like the the most obvious Final Fantasy. Yeah, game. and it's also just kind of most of them are fairly short loops, aren't they? Like most of the battle well, until themes. You get into like the boss ones, the seven, eight, nines. Those start getting a bit longer. Yeah. But yeah, so they didn't do any of those. They actually opened with the, just the main theme, right? You know, well, the, yeah, sort of the harp and and the main stuff. And that was overwhelming, I'll be honest, at that point. Because it's just like, okay, this is this is something special. There's not only is this music really good, and we've always known that, but just the way it sounds in that building is ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, like, we, we all a little bit. Well, you know, you, you and I, Dan, we're slight audiophiles, I suppose. We, we, yeah. you know, we, you know, we know what we like to hear. Yeah, it's like I've heard nothing like that. Sweet. I've seen orchestras before. I've seen, well, I've seen Gnomes orchestras <laughs> before. Orchestras <laughs> quite like regularly. Yeah, and it's it's just I've heard nothing like that before. It's quite. You haven't sad. heard a building before. That's the trick. Yeah, well, maybe You've just maybe. been in generic ass. Yeah. Places. Maybe, maybe it is absolutely one hundred percent just the nature of the the Albert Hall. It was just. Well, yeah, I mean... Cause just unbelievable. The Albert Hall's a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, it used to have bad acoustics, right? Because they mm. didn't design it with acoustics in mind. And then they put all that weird stuff in the roof that you can the, see. The mushrooms. At, yeah. yeah, and that fixes it, basically, in an amazing way. Yeah, it, it was just just astounding. You can hear... You can hear just about every bit of detail in there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a, a full size orchestra as well. It was like a sort of half size orchestra, but you know, still enough to fill the stage and uh, makes plenty enough sound. So yeah, they did, did did some of my favorite stuff as well, like um, the the main theme from FF8, Liberi Fatali. Just that's quite that you know, FF8's a special game to me at the best of times. But 
Hey! I wish I could figure out how to turn that off, actually. Because, like, my phone's on on vibrate or whatever. Mm. But it, like, it was so, and my phone was going off, so I declined the call. Uh, but it's my iPad, and <laughs> somehow it's connected oh, to my wow. phone. I, yeah, I, I, I wish sometimes. I knew how to turn that off. It's really annoying. I'm going to have to Google that. I think um, they did have a fairly obvious option for it somewhere. One, yeah. uh, you know, ages and ages ago when they started doing that. But it's a stupid. Why would I want that anyway? Yeah, um, it's like you sometimes get. No, Windows did that for a while. Like it would say, "Hey, someone calling you on your phone." <laughs> it's like cheers, cheers, Windows. Well, Windows will try and tell us about North Korea while we're recording a video. Oh, yeah, here we oh, go. Right Twitter says <laughs> to stop your iPad from ringing every time your phone rings. Go to settings, FaceTime. That makes sense, and turn off iPhone cellular calls. Okay. Oh, so it's not like cell. It was trying to do a, well, a, a cellular call is somehow part of FaceTime on your iPad. That seems a bit I weird. Guess. So if you answered on your iPad with it, like, and it was just a regular ass phone call, would that have worked? Maybe, yes. I mean, maybe it would do VoIP Your phone to my sh- phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Yeah, okay. Maybe we finally got to the point where you can use, you could actually use your iPad like a giant phone. <laughs> Hello! Awesome <laughs> iPhone, here we go. Turn that off. But yeah, they, they did, did loads of cool stuff. They did the Oath from FF8, which is another beautiful track that you know, BD's theme from FF9, uh, Fang's theme from FF13, which I obviously didn't remember any of it because it's from FF13. And it's like, oh, actually, when you, when you orchestrate this, this is pretty good. Um, um, should have been fairly orchestrated in the game, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, well, I mean, you don't really remember the character themes from those games that no, much. It's, or you um, or you don't necessarily know that it's the character theme in some of those games. Mm. It's, like, it's just a bit of music that gets used at an important moment with that character and then maybe some other time. <laughs> but but most importantly, and it's, I think it's only the second time they've ever done it in the history of Distant Worlds, is they did the full Final Fantasy VI opera, which is really cool. <laughs> and quite long, but still really cool. Yeah, and of course, yeah. they had it, an amazing thing. An amazing, if, if you can ever get tickets to it, it's just incredible. Packed house, 5,000 people. Nice. Um, I was say I don't think they do many shows in the UK that frequently. So if it comes up again, be quick. Well, I'm going to the Zelda concert on the 21st. Um, nice. My brother got tickets, so I'll see. I'll report back on that one. Nice. So hopefully that'll be good. Where's that? Who's playing? Uh, I think it's Hammersmith Apollo, so it won't be as good acoustically as. Mm. Um, who is playing? Let's, let's find out. Uh, but. Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses. Mm. 57 piece orchestra. Is that big? Um, it's not enormous. It doesn't say who. Uh, Just an orchestra. Let's see. Uh, blah. I'm not going to be able to find out. Oh, is, that, is that who's playing? Okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his work. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Erp de Blah. <laughs> Blah. Well, no Dutch. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, what are called conductors? They go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is pretty much how I spent my time yesterday. Sweet. And getting there was a pain in the ass, though, because we did the thing where we drew, like 
drove to Stratford and did that thing. Uh, uh, thankfully, we had forewarning from the mate we were driving down with that there was a uh, a West Ham versus Liverpool game going on. <laughs> you could have looked that up quite easily. Yeah, I just didn't think it's football. I don't, I don't think about football. And, it's, and yeah, so getting there actually was a real pain in the ass, but we had plenty of time, so that was okay. Because we had, because he was forewarned. Football, as Noam, Noam just sort of was sat in the car, and she was, she was like, "Footballers!" Ah! <laughs> ah! He just hates football in all its forms. It always causes problems. Curse all these people enjoying themselves. Curse large <laughs> quantities of general public. Yeah, well, if you don't want large quantities of general public, don't come to freaking London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> freaking full of them. Very well, yeah, because we, yeah, I've never, I've never, for that matter, you know, obviously we parked up at Westfield. I've never seen Westfield that busy, even. Blimey, it's just. Well, you wait until Christmas. Jeez, I know. Gnome's been there on Boxing Day, and she was like, "You know what? This is actually pretty close to that." Right. Yeah, I think it gets to a point where people are like. I'm not going to go there on Boxing Day because that's going to be stupid. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then maybe there's less people there than you think. I think I think Noam was just sort of on the way back from from because he was working Boxing Day last year and was just on the way back and thought I'll just stop and pick up some things. And uh, she did say it was a mistake, <laughs> but but you know apparently that retrospectively that amount of busyness might actually just be normal amounts of busyness. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Anyway, I'm, news. I'm interesting, <laughs> random. So it's news time. News. Uh, what's going on? Uh, did you see something about Runic shutting down? Yeah, so Runic has been closed by its parent company, whose name I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, so they're the guys that did Torchlight, Torchlight Two, and most recently Hob, which I think has only just come out. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, as far as we can tell, is an okay game, not setting up well on fire, and also was like completely unmarketed. Yeah, well, maybe was like, what did they did the parent company already know they were going to close it down? It's just like let's just get this thing out, and then we can close them. Well, it didn't <laughs> spend I, no more money. Uh, the only time I've really seen Hob was I, th- I think it was it was E three this year. Yeah. Some E3 presentation for like a second or two. Well, he's got like a giant robot arm, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. And it's sort of a platformer, a little bit outside of. I wouldn't call it a platformer. Okay. More than just like a torch, like dive low, top down thing, but with a little more maneuvering rather than fighting, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Do you think if they had just done a torchlight three, that they would be okay? Because I don't know, I, don't know I, I, fell off okay. I fell off Torchlight too hard. Like Torchlight One grabbed me in a sort of, I can in a in a weird. This is a game where I actually consistently came back to in a lunchtime sort of way. Um, well, it's because they like they moved too far away from just like dungeons, made open world areas, which weren't actually that fun to go around in. Hmm. You mean maybe it was just a bit 
too big, too much exploration, too much. Well, it's like lots of exploration for no real actual reward. <laughs> Whereas right, at least yeah. when you're in a dungeon, even if you're exploring thing like dead ends and stuff, you're like you're progressing towards an end goal. Look, it just feels different. I mean, yeah. It's only psychological, I guess, because in the open world you were still making your way to a place. But <laughs> yeah, I guess a maze in dungeon crawlers is like you know every path leads to something. Yeah, generally. It might not be the thing you're you're actually going for, but then in dungeons you want you just follow every path, right? And also, large open spaces is kind of harder to explore, I suppose. Kind of limit your ability to like maneuver in combat more effectively. Like oh, you so don't you have mean, two points, ma- or yeah, you can't man, man back stuff crowd. into a corner or whatever. Yeah, because you yeah, could I mean, it was accidentally a... walk into a spawn zone and have a bunch more enemies turn up. Something there was a bit of that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I suppose you could go more directions that could get you into trouble whilst already being in trouble. And also, just like, even though in Torchlight 1 there was a lot of repetition, Torchlight 2 felt a lot smaller, even though it was a lot more like individualized content. Hmm. Like, you weren't going through the same goddamn thing over and over. And it was like, oh, here's a sewer dungeon in the desert, and here's a density dungeon in the desert. And you only go there specifically for this one part of the story. You think that was because you didn't really have. Well,. And it wasn't a large hometown. Do you think that contributed to it? Like, in somehow feeling like a smaller game because you didn't go back to this larger area? Well, not really, because, like, the hometown in Torchlight 1 was tiny and the dungeon was just like, you repeated the same thing over and over for, like, several floors. And then it's like, oh, now here's the scene change. <laughs> well, yeah, all the boss. Or... <laughs> it's, like, not actually complicated in any way. No, but it's kind of a. But I think that maybe was, it was a more satisfying better. loop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, right at the end of Torchlight 2, when you were getting towards, like, the end of the story or whatever, it's like, now suddenly you have the ability to go into randomly generated dungeons whenever you want. No, right, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, now I can go back to what I was doing in Torchlight 1 always, grinding through the floors to try and get as deep as you can and get the best equipment you can. Mm. Maybe that was what screwed it up. Like... <laughs> It turns out people actually like grinding to some extent. To some extent, in a, in a game specifically about dungeon crawling and collecting better loot. And yeah, like, the further you get, the harder it gets, but the better loot you're going to get. It's the perfect feedback loop. Just pretty much what Diablo Three eventually did, right? Yeah. They, when they added their endless stuff, it's yeah. like, oh, people just like doing this from Diablo Two. Let's put that back in, and sure enough, that was a success. So they could have made Torchlight Three, but. Like, well, they hadn't they planned on doing an MMO at one point? Like a yes. torchlight. The whole of the torchlight thing was meant to be a ground, like a basic game that they were going to use all the assets to make a big actual game. But every time that anyone ever says that, it's like that's never going to happen. Mm, it's true. Just <laughs> like, just like the what was it called? The fucking thing that 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 got screwed by the government of New Rhode Island or whatever. Oh, <laughs> what was uh, what was King, Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Where they were like, we're going to make a name alone. It's like, no, <laughs> made, by the, no, <laughs> made by the baseball guy. Yeah. And he had to put out like that adventure game first as a sort of proof of world concept. Yep. And um, they had 10,000 years of story. <laughs> yeah, that they were going to use for their MMO, and then nope. <laughs> Although that was maybe a different case. That wasn't just because that, that wasn't a good idea. That was because they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, that one was actually kind of a bit of a shame, and like, and, and and probably a bit of a shame to that that guy by all accounts. It's like his heart was in the right place, but he just sort of mismanaged the money uh, effectively. Well, and lots of people mismanaged the money in that case. Yeah. It was just like people 
telling other people things that weren't going to happen and then betting money on it. Yeah. He, and, you know, Reckoning wasn't actually that bad a game. It was like hella average. Yeah, but, you know, there was something to it at that point. There was something kind of... I teetered on the prospect of picking it up at the time. It, mm. seemed, it seemed interesting. Anyway, Runic. Uh, yeah, a bit of a shame. I don't know. I, I, although I haven't been wowed with their output since Torchlight 1, you know, the one that made them. <laughs> the two other games. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, that, that first game did have something to it. Um, they just didn't really progress past, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Hobbs, Hobbs better than people think. I don't know. But it, it always seems a bit of a shame, especially with indie titles, right? You Because know, Runic is sort of an indie dev, right? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, that game's just come out. It's not going to do first day sales. And even there's evidence to support that the whole idea of first day sales is kind of diminishing thanks to digital. It's like, it's not really that, that you don't, the impact of it, you know, the first of the first day isn't nearly as strong as it once was, but the tail can be as big. Uh, it were it all bigger, you know, these days. So well, I wouldn't have thought they were uh, shut down for any reason to do with sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> close range explosion. Yeah, it's unusually close. <laughs> oh, the cat does not approve. Cat's gone to hide somewhere. Poor kitty. Uh, what else we got? Who's next? Uh, there's some weird. Who's getting shut down next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's some blizzardy news going on. Um, BlizzCon, I guess, uh, was happening, and uh, they announced that StarCraft 2 is free to play. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that earlier when they made their StarCraft 2 remastered thing, but there you go. Question is, does that... Is that, that, is that the full campaign? Yeah. Free to play? Is, <laughs> is that just... only StarCraft 2, the one that came out first, or is it the other two parts of StarCraft 2 that actually make it a whole game? Yeah, well, Because uh, uh, you could yeah. get, a, get a trial for StarCraft 2 that I think took you quite a long way into the campaign. Already, right. Well, I I assume this is the whole the full, you know, the full game with the Brood War expansion and everything that they well and the other expansion, <laughs> not Brood War. Uh, yeah. That's Starcraft One. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting it confused. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the Swarm. Yep, and and I don't remember what the Protoss was. No. <laughs> the Protoss of the Protoss. I mean, I might give it a try. Uh, the Templar of the isn't isn't there a Templar or something in it or some something Templar maybe I can't remember free the single player human campaign something. oh right so, so, only, so, the so it's only the Terran yeah. part that's still that's still fairly decent you know yeah that's not yeah. too bad is it if you have a have a sudden RTS urge there's no an outlet for you I suppose yeah so you don't have to find your weird like. Command and Conquer collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do keep occasionally thinking about going back to like generals because I just want to play generals yeah. again. Yeah, it was a it weird was game. Good. It was weird. Like, generals was yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, okay. Sort of ponder uh, fairly recently actually about whether it'd be worth going through the World in Conflict campaign. I've done that fairly recently. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Hmm. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, what else happened? Well, uh, what else happened at BlizzCon? 
Um, there was a weird announcement about World of Warcraft. They're actually doing Vanilla WoW uh, officially. Mm. Um, or, or World I mean, of Warcraft I... Classic, as they term it. And it's like right. for... It you know it's for the hardcore or whatever who want it that way. There's no real so concessions. Do you get it as part of your WoW subscription then? Like, so if you have a WoW subscription, you can just play on the classic, or is classic a different model? Or I think it might. I don't think they know yet, but I think it might be a different model. Whether it's mm. like a free to play thing or or with some, I, would, I, yeah. I think it would sort of make sense if it was just the same subscription, right? Like, to yeah. some extent. Um, so yeah, so you would be I mean, able to. I mean, it's good in some respects that they are doing this after they specifically went out of their way to shut down community-run WoW servers, you know, for money reasons, effectively. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, maybe maybe we should do that. Fair enough, but I don't know. There's because it's a tricky one because, like, on on some respects, it's in in some respects, it's like, do do does would a full subscription price for yeah, original for WoW makes sense. No, not really. I wouldn't have thought. No. Unless you want, you really want the original experience of <laughs> paying loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, so that, subscri- that subscription hasn't changed, has it? Really, um, all of its lifespan. Hmm. I still don't know. I know very little, very little about World of Warcraft these days. Like I yeah. knew about it when my friends were playing it, but mm. yeah, that was when it was vanilla. So who knows? Maybe some of the people that, like John and stuff, and his dad, <laughs> will go back to vanilla World of Warcraft. Yeah, I used to. I used to have my my housemates at uni used to used to play a little bit of it at one point, yeah. and it's. I never understood what was going on then. I don't know. Um, the, the, no. the, this, guy, this guy's character looked like he had a spinning satellite dish on his head, and it's just mm. like, okay, this doesn't seem very fantasy. Mm. <laughs> and then you play Guild Wars and realize that it's always like that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> There's always random bullshit that doesn't look right. Sp- space fantasy science. Space fantasy science. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that seems. Seemed... It just seemed weird then, and that was quite early on, I suppose. This was before they started modifying how the game actually functioned, I think, when I looked at it. It ran on fairly mediocre hardware, though, so yeah, that. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, I remembered that I watched like the latest like Star Citizen presentation. Have you ever seen any of those? You know when Chris Roberts goes up and he says, "Look at all this fancy shit." I think we've I, saw, talked... I think I think the last one I saw was when they were doing like Marines landing somewhere and they were like, "Oh, here's, oh, right. a, here's a thing landing. Here's like a dropship and here's things coming out." I think it might might have been when they were announcing the first person mode something like that, I don't know. Well, they right. did that or the transition between modes. Or... They did that big demo yeah, with, I think it was the first time the planets were out. But mm. they did that bit where they did a lander, and then like they had other players doing doing like here's what it looks like. They have other players going past and retardedly crashing, <laughs> looking <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> yeah, so they've done another big demo, and this one is like it starts in a city, like a massive, like world-spanning Coruscant-style city or whatever Blade Runner type thing. And uh, you can take off and just fly, you know, and leave the planet or or come back down on any other part of it that's full of more city. (laughs) Uh, So they demoed that and flying up to a 
Um, so walking around in first person on a street, getting in a ship, flying to orbit, landing on a space station. And then what else did they show? Oh, and then they warped or whatever, the quantum drive to another planet and landed on that. And that had a little city amongst like, um, you know, wilderness or whatever. Mm. And I think that was the whole demo, but I, it was just kind of... I guess the, that was the thing. It was a transition yeah. thing. Everyone like goes, ooh, whenever they does the transition and without, and not, it's all seamless and there's no like weird popping. They showed before, except I guess last time they, the planet they showed was a snow planet. So it's mm. like now they mm. actually have, have more detail, I suppose. Yeah. So they were showed, they showed some of their tools and how they like generated procedurally to some extent these cities and stuff like that. And they did look pretty cool. Like everything about that game looks like a tiny bit soulless. You know, yeah, and the classic, the classic, the classic, yeah. like generic space game problem where it's like everything looks a little too too generic yeah. sci, it's like sci-fi space. Yeah, that's the problem. Would you argue Eve falls into that then? Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, Eve is okay though. It's got more character. It has, it has a style. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. but then I mean, so, became... then so did Wing Commander, which is what this guy's thing, right? Yeah, like Wing Commander had a style. That's true. I guess so, it's just like I guess Star Citizen doesn't really have the much concept of like races or whatever yet. Not yet. Like, like how Eve has like, like that's why the ships in Eve actually looked interesting. Different, different yeah. races had different styles. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because there's an insane community around Star Citizen, and they and they even though the game isn't out at all, like they all know all the different kinds of ships and each ship and all that stuff. Uh, and people get excited about like there's like a news program that's like on YouTube that's like fully produced about what's going on with the development of Star Citizen. That's like I'm pretty sure you can say there's a news program about anything ever on YouTube. <laughs> Not yeah, maybe I fully guess. produced, maybe semi-produced. Yeah. Semi-produced, yeah. <laughs> uh, done like officially by the Star Citizen. Yeah, and devs yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah okay. I think so. Like a dev well, diary. I think, well, I think, I think it, given the scale of their project and how much money they've received, yeah. I, I think it would be bad if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But like, I don't really care about the scale of the project and all that stuff. I mean, it's interesting, but what's more interesting is it will it be worth playing in the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but it's it's one of those things. Like for like, you've got to keep because it's such an enormous Kickstarter, effectively. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so 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 crowdfunded. Yeah, that, and and some of the items have been uber expensive going into this as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that you know they. They have to be seen to be making right. They can't go quiet. So I'm just wondering, like, is Chris Roberts going to end up as like the new Peter Molyneux at the end of this? Or yes, that's the question. I don't know if he, 100% yes. I don't know if it would, if it will be the same though, because if he if he if it turns out that he's like been doing a Peter Molyneux style thing of making ridiculous promises, he's still yeah. only doing it for one game. <laughs> Sure. It might be a really huge game, but it's been... still only one game. It'll still only be one time. But it'd be more like the No Man's Sky problem then. He'll be like whoever that guy was from... I think, but the thing is that, like... The... Hello Games. People compare No Man's Sky and this, and it's like, No Man's Sky, they... I, you know, they did overpromise and stuff, but, uh, but like, they, it was quite clear to me, looking at it, that it was like a limited set of procedural tools that was generating all this stuff. Whereas with Starter Citizen, it's like, no, we're plowing loads of money into, like, modelling and content, and there's all these teams well, working on these different parts. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Cool. But it's it's not like, hey, we're a small indie team making um, a whole universe. 
and this well, is how we're doing it. Know. Instead, it's like, no, it's massive. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I know what you yeah. mean. And it is, it is different in terms of... Uh, and, you know, the mechanical scope is much bigger as well. It's not just, you know, yeah, asset absolutely. scope. You know, like the mechanical scope is way oh, different. way, but, yeah. it, but even with that said, you know, No Man's Sky did... Yeah, the, the obvious comparison is No Man's Sky said some pretty big things about what that game was going to be. Even within that scope we've just defined, it said some pretty big things that didn't come to be. Except now they kind of have come to be, really. mostly. But... Like... All I really want is a game on the scale of something like Freelancer, maybe a bit bigger, you know? Yeah, yeah. Freel- a, a modern Freelancer would be interesting to see. Something yeah. a bit mechanically deeper than Freelancer. Would yeah, be, would, ideally. Would be, would be an interesting thing to see. Um, because not, it feels like no one's tried that in a very long time. No. The, I mean, recent space shooters I've played haven't, just haven't been all that. Like, you know, I played Strike Suit, didn't I, earlier this year, mm. which didn't really feel right to me they didn't 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 do it um didn't didn't scratch that same itch that the old wing commanders did for me or um i love a bit of free space too <laughs> free, free, uh, free, uh, free space two is the one i go back uh, back to and think okay this played really well but if you want to talk about a game with no style free space is kind of that for me it's about right. as bland generic space as you could get it had quite a good you, story you, you, though you, actually you, once you got into it oh yeah but, yeah it wasn't bad but style you know, sort of, is sort of, yeah it actually went on for way longer than you expect as well oh, yeah it's like, it you did. think you get to the end of it and it's like oh no this is just the end of the first act yeah exactly it was really <laughs> like, long i've never got to the end of it the nope, whole thing. me neither uh, i got i got to a point and got stuck it was like an escort mission yeah it gets really mission. hard I've got. I, have you ever been as far as getting like seconded to like the alien ship or whatever? No, at? I know. Yeah. I know that that happens, but that, I yeah. never got that far. Yeah, that was quite cool. I think the problem with like recent space games, like when I tried to play X Free and stuff, not that that's that recent. That's <laughs> oh, quite old now. Yeah. But like the trouble with them is a lot of them still try to be simulations, but like not, not uh, they e- they even. Try and jam simulation elements into a game where it would be where it probably would have been better off just to make it more arcadey because mm. like Freelancer was hella arcadey, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's super. Made it a better as, game. As, as was Strike yeah. Suit, yeah. But then, or they have the other problem where they try and jam simulation elements in, but not like enough. <laughs> they don't go far enough to actually make it worthwhile to be a simulation. Yeah, they, right, they oversimplify, yeah. but then don't put fun stuff in its place, I think. Like, you can go arcade, you go mental, go bonkers with the mechanics, in fact, but just have mechanics. Because I think that was the problem. You, like, making it arcade and simple doesn't just mean stripping out all the nonsense with engine management and power levels. It's like, you've got to put something else there. Well, I think that was my problem with X3, was where, like, it tried to be a simulation, but didn't actually like give you enough ability to manage that situation. Where it's like, if you wanted to build your little space base and like build a refinery and build solar panels or whatever, it was just too goddamn complicated. It's like it's cool that you can do that, and it's like it's a nice simulation, and you can like produce products, and the market fluctuates. But it's so goddamn difficult to actually do that. <laughs> you, know, you know what? We're, we're missing an elephant in the room here. Is Elite the game? Yeah, you want? Elite Dangerous. That's yeah, the one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. That sound, sounded like it was too simple again, though. Oh, but it's expanded so much since it first came out. Yes, yeah, you still have to buy the expansions. <laughs> sure, but mm. they're probably like in a bundle now. 
or or alternatively the expansions are completely separate programs. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I still feel like if Therefore I wanted to play that, out. I'd want to get a joystick and all that shit as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I imagine that's awesome in VR as well because it's one of the early yeah, VR focus true. games. You wouldn't want to spend too long playing that in VR, though. <laughs> you reckon? Well, no, I just mean like playing like VR games, games for extended periods. Is yeah, no, yeah, maybe. But it's a cockpit; you should be totally fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, you've got lots of stationary objects to ground your vision, I suppose. I, yeah. Did you hear? I saw there's a really stupid thing where um, Logitech have released this, or I don't know if they have, but for the Vive, I think it is, um, where like you attach one of the Vive beacons or whatever it is. I think it was the Vive to this peripheral that attaches to your keyboard and then you can see your keyboard their branded keyboard in vr so you actually you know where it physically is in space so it's easier to type on it <laughs> wouldn't what wouldn't you that know just be it, why do they have to put a thing on to say where the keyboard is couldn't they just you know be all like um well, it depends can you just tell the game that this this is where my keyboard is it's not going to move because it's a keyboard mm, like, maybe. Are, you, are you wearing it like the the guys from typing of the dead wear dreamcast well, I, guess it depends, <laughs> like, I guess it depends how how closely you need to be able to know where your keyboard is and to actually get to your type fingers on it. in the right place i guess how much of a visual typer are you still no sure or but you, you, can, you can calibrate the whole row you can calibrate that rather than needing sensors to do it i mean i guess the sensor is yeah. cool in some respects but you know. it was a bit it was definitely over the top and ridiculous yeah. but yeah if you want a sensor like that you want it on your mouse so that if you take your hand off the mouse you can find it easier when you put your hand back on yeah that's true <laughs> it, it is kind of a neat idea like I, I I get it, um, but perhaps that should be baked into the. And I wonder how they're doing it as well. Like, are they basically hacking games, or does, does the game have to support or it? Or an overlay layer, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Anyway. Where, where have you gone, Dan? Dan's having hilarious mic problems. Yeah, you were fading, fading out and fading back in. Oh, really? Oh, you're yeah. back. You, you were you were fluctuating a bit. I thought that was okay. just my headset for a while, but it's like no. That well, time you just went. That time you just went into Mexico. Well, it was okay. further Mexico. I don't know what I can like, do about that. <laughs> that was Moon Dan. I haven't, like Argentina. <laughs> I haven't done anything weird about my mic, so I don't know. Australian Dan. Anyway, I hope I'm back. You are cool for now. Star Citizen. It's going to come out, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, Paris Games Week happened. Right. Not really a lot I want to say about it, other yeah. than other than Guacamelee 2 got announced, because, you know, we really liked Guacamelee 1. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So, uh, uh, By all accounts, their, their, their follow-up, Severed, is actually a pretty great game, but um, I, forget we were, I think it released on Vita first or something, because it's like a touch-centric game. Oh, it's yeah. now out. It is now out on Switch, and you can play it with the touch controls there. Um, but uh, I don't. I, I get the impression it hasn't done as well for them as Guacamelee did. So it's understandable that they might might return to mm. Mexicovania um, or L- Luchamania. We put Luch- Luch- Lucha Metroid. <laughs> Lucha Metroid. Metroid the door. Um, <laughs> It was awesome. I love that first game. But, yeah. yeah. Also announced Spelunky 2. I've uh, never played Spelunky. Some people are obsessed with Spelunky. I need yeah. to... Uh, well, there's not that much to it. That's the thing. That's why it's... Yeah. 
I guess it's quite pure. Game, even when they made it into an actual game and not like a flash game. <laughs> mm. It was still tiny. I get confused because I think a game came out on Switch fairly recently called Spelunker Party. Mm-hmm. And it's like Spelunker. Well, it's not you Spelunky. Know, people will tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't have anything against Spelunky, but don't care. <laughs> well, it depends how much of a game this one is. If it's mm. just like the sort of same concept and like not, not even much bigger. But if it turns into like some kind of weird extended dungeon crawl type thing, that could what, actually you, be you reckon like if there's of... like a Frog Fraction style twist in there and it's like, this isn't well, the no. game you thought it was. I mean, just like make it... Bigger, but like less, I mean, less like rude, like a bit like how SteamWorld less, Dig 2 yeah, changed up SteamWorld that. Dig, like make it more of a Metroidvania and less of a roguelike. I don't know, mm. don't know if that would work for Spunky. No, I think the roguelikiness is what drove its success, right? It's like you, I think they've got to stick to that, but yeah, just but, make it mechanically different in an interesting way. I guess the question is, like, how how large can you make a road like before it's too large? Because Spunky yeah, was yeah, tiny, yeah. and then if you figure out, like, but maybe Head to the Dungeon, hard. maybe, because that's pretty fucking long. It's reasonably long, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it takes a long time to get through. It's not Isaac long. Isaac isn't actually that long once you get good at it, though. There's a lot of time... That you like once you learn how to manage Isaac, you don't, it doesn't actually take that long to get through. I get, I get well, initial Isaac, I guess not, but like Isaac with all the extra stuff. Well, even then, if you're, it's not really necessarily going to make it take longer. It's you just have to retain more information about combos and stuff so you know how to make it work faster and better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never got to the point where I discovered that much and it was just like, what's this? I have no idea. But like Spelunky, it, it had such a very small. It was like a very small set of levels. The tile set or like level parts that it used to create the levels was a small set as well. Mm. And there was a very small set of items that like, and you only, and like, it was quite obvious which ones were the good ones. So you, you discarded all the crap very quickly. So it became a very like tidy optimization that you had to do to just, you know, reach the end of that game, essentially. Did Splunky have a lot, like, a bit like the, the Rogue Legacy thing where, not quite like Rogue Legacy because it had pre-made rooms that were then stitched together, but, you know, so you would see recognisable layouts. Oh, yeah, that was basically how Spelunky worked. Okay. Apart from it was just, like, like screens, I guess, except not really screens because it scrolled. But... So the connecting tissue between them could screw you over? No, there wasn't really connecting tissue between them. It was just, like, they just... There were certain pieces that lined up and then normally there was just, like, a hole that fell onto the top, like, into the next room. Right. That was how it managed the transition most you of the time. You just keep going down. Yeah. Splunky 2. Yeah. Yeah! Uh, what else is going on? Call of Duty came out. I don't, I don't know. I don't actually know anything about it. I know one person that's got it. And it's not Kippers. <laughs> it's I, don't, I, haven't actually, I haven't actually heard from Kippers. Yeah, I don't maybe know. he does. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether he it's went because in because he's not. too busy playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I might have mind picked it up and he, uh, he, uh, he hadn't heard any... He didn't have much in the, much to say about it when I first right. spoke to him, so I will pick up more from him. I'm still not sure whether to go in on it, to be honest, because yeah. I, I, am, I am intrigued. It's like, I like the setting, and, and but but I would probably... I don't know... 
it's got to the point where I'm not sure what platform I would go in on. Like traditionally, I would get it on Xbox, right? Yeah, because then I could the get the most platform. out of the get the most out of the multiplayer. Um, uh, but you know, the Xbone version is going to be the most compromised now, I suppose. The, reg- the regular Xbox. Well, you know, the gra- graphically, it's going to be better everywhere else. Yeah, um, that's performance true. wise. Performance wise, it's going to be better everywhere else, probably. Not um, massively, though. I wouldn't have thought. Although no, they... I, 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 I would hope they'd have done a good, you know, the good enough job to make it run. You know, do the classics like run at sixty the whole time. Yeah, and, I'm and, sure. and stuff like that. But uh, uh, yeah, original original Xbox version is probably going to be the worst off. Which then begs the question: So, would this be worth going in on PC? But then I think PC COD is a very different beast from console COD. It's a bit of a weird thing, just because yeah. of how 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 you control it. You know, that's a in the same way that Destiny Two PC. It sounds like it's quite a different thing from. Although I hear that port's quite good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like in, like it's very well made, but the way it feels to play, it's very different. Not not that it's bad either way. It's just no. a very different feeling game. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so I don't know. I don't know. If I want that from a card. It's hard to tell. It's hard to know. I suppose I've never really done it. So, what is your kind of console plan at the moment? Oh, I, I, I the, you have some news on that front, I suppose. Well, yeah, but I bought a Switch. Yeah, there you go. I, I finally caved. It was um, uh, good decision. Yeah, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't <laughs> resist anymore. Well, because well, a bit of it was like Mario Odyssey came out, and I was just like, yeah. the, I, I liked the look of that limited edition version with the red controllers. Oh, nice! And it, and it's like I didn't get that one in the end because it was oh. quite expensive. Um, oh, because as, after having researched it a little bit, it was like, oh, actually, if I just get this from Nintendo.com, it's a pretty good deal. Like just straight from Nintendo because they basically threw in an amiibo and a T-shirt for the same price everywhere else was doing the console and the game. So it's like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. I'll, I'll have a Splatoon T-shirt that I'm wearing right now, nice. <laughs> and it's sweet. Um, uh, and this is an excuse to get both Mario and Splatoon too. So, <laughs> and, and to finish your game of Zelda by borrowing Dan's cartridge, cartridge eventually. Your save off points. Yeah, so that that was actually the news that 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 pushed me over the edge more than anything it's like s- s- firmware 4 dropped and i think we might have talked about this last week last time actually but uh done it quite then i guess not but yeah firmware 4 dropped and so we we did the process of uh, you know you could do profile transfers and all your save right. com- comes with it but the only complication was is that your account has to, on that console has to be tied to your nintendo account and the device that you're moving it to can't know about that nintendo account and also, they have to be right next to each other. <laughs> so there's an awful lot of yeah. They have to be right next to each other, which is really annoying. So I mean, well, it gave me an excuse to go to Zach's for an afternoon, which is why I saw Needham. Well, um, it's not really an excuse. It was like I would have been coming to your house the at next some point. day. Yeah, but I would have had a whole day without with basically not being able to use my Switch. Yep. Because yeah, I would have had to attach it to a Nintendo account. It's like mm. so it, yeah, I couldn't wait. Basically, so I've got this thing. I'm going to use it. Um, so I went went to Zach's to do the transfer, um, mm. which. Was that was okay? Yeah, I mean, you had to do it in person, but it, it it raises an awful lot of questions about okay, why couldn't this have just been done over the internet? Uh, both consoles have to be logged in, and you have to like type type the credentials into both machines to make it happen. So you can't just instigate it from one randomly and steal an account. You can't do that. Um, that side of it, I think, is kind of okay from a security perspective. It's like you can log in anywhere on an Xbox or on a PlayStation, so maybe this makes a bit of sense here. But uh, yeah, the fact that it had to be done over local Wi-Fi, yeah, less so. Um, the other, the other thing was that it, you could 
previously attach your Nintendo account to multiple switches um, to gain access to your purchases, um, but only one of them could be marked as activated at, at, at a time. Right. So you could manually use Nintendo services to switch which one, switch which switch is activated, effectively. And then so you could still do that. But then what if you wanted to transfer stuff from one switch to another switch and both switches already know about you? Does that make it impossible? Because one of the guidelines seems to be, or you, one of the switches just can't know about you. Do you have to delete your profile from one of them and move it over? Then losing some saved stuff. It's like it just, it's it's a Nintendo-like solution. <laughs> it's, it's it's way too complicated to do something that everything everyone else has got done simply. It's just like you know. In reality, it's just like, why can you not just put the saves on an SD card? <laughs> yeah. Because it has a fucking slot. For I know, an SD but that's, card. that's the vector for hacking, and Nintendo are super paranoid about it being another DS. Um, and just getting an R4 cart, and then it's like, oh, we're done. But where do the saves go on all your download games? They're going there somewhere. Probably, I mean, at some, like, they can try and keep them on the internal memory, but at some point, that's going to fill up. <laughs> I think they, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at this point in time, I think they can only go on internal, so it's like they'll never save to the SD at the moment. So then, does it have to move files around if you download a new game? I don't know. The internal space. I guess not. I suppose you'd have to delete some save games. (laughs) That's the only option at the moment, I I reckon. Uh, Fortunately, I suppose it would take you quite a while to fill up 32 gigs of just save games. Yeah, but you could also put games in there. Yeah, you'd be forced to buy an SD card. But what if it just fit? What if you downloaded something that downloaded a new game that exactly filled up your 32 gigs and then tried to make a save? Yeah. <laughs> or then put in an SD card and tried to make a save? Because then the save should go onto the SD card because it's the only free space. Mm. <laughs> but then does it have to like move files around? <laughs> to be like, I'm going to put some game data over here instead. Yeah, no idea. This, this, that, I mean, what you're describing there sounds a little bit like what Microsoft's original idea for the X-Bone was, right? It's like, you never have to worry about it. We're, yeah. we're going to manage that. Yeah. Um, which promptly became a problem. And so they were like, "Uh, yeah, all right, we'll let you manage that if you want. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I got a switch and we transferred it. It's, it's, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a lot, I'm sure. Cool. Um, I was going to say, because in the news section, because of course the new Xbox One X has come out. Yeah, and people seem to like it a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, like it. I mean, the new cool, da- the new dash stuff. update, the new dash update for Xbox made already made things a lot quicker than it used to be. Yeah. And so, so and some people were saying, "Oh, the X will just this will solve all the original dash problems, right? Because it will just be lightning." And it's like, "Well, no, we already solved it before this thing came out." Right, but, right, right. You know, from a powerhouse perspective, this thing does seem it seems to live up to its uh, what it was what it was claiming. Uh, pretty much like Like really nicely engineered and doing amazing stuff and also doing i've heard that thing is insanely heavy like physically very a ridiculously dense box that's (laughs) quite funny that's kind of cool i quite like that it it feels like weighty it's all the vapor clearly yeah yeah exactly for the vapor solid vapor what they're not telling you is the vapor is like mercury (laughs) 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 so it's super heavy right it's it's actually just asbestos Uh, I hear that it it actually like sort of quite cleverly upgrades games even without pre patch. 
in some cases. Yeah, so so some of the three, uh, there's been some words about like some of the 360 stuff now, like back compat stuff runs yeah. ridiculously well. Yeah, that's like so you know, cool. better than the originals, and you know, so the games that were unlocked, like the frame rate is now improving, and some of the visuals are getting a, an uptick. And uh, well, no, I think that some of that's intentional, right? They just made the 360 emulator just upscale. Uh, right, or yeah, run it yeah. run at higher native where 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 it works and it's like oh well no we we can just do this so let's do this sweet um, which is nice and obviously games that are dynamic resolution will immediately benefit because they can just run it 1080 the whole time um, rather than having to downscale uh, yeah, exactly. when when needed so you know that that's a given as well nice um, uh, yeah I, 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 again I think I'll, I'll see if I can get some word because Kippers is going to get one of those. Yeah, he had a Scorpio on order, so um, oh, pro- a Scorpio edition. Yeah, um, well, what's so, different so, about that? It's just got that printed on the outside. Uh, it's a yeah, slightly different finish to it, and it's got Project Scorpio written on the box and a sort of an edition number. I think it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, it's one out of fifty billion or something. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's just a, no no difference in price or anything like that. It was just like, oh, if you get in early, you can get one of these with Scorpio written on it. Nice. A bit like the day one edition X Bones, where it's like, no, where, where they actually didn't do anything to the console itself. Frustratingly, it's just like they just put day one on a controller that is now my worst controller. It's like it's the most broken of my X Bone controllers is the day one it's the day edition one. one. Yeah. It's like, damn it. So, yeah, I still, I still don't know if I was going to get. Um, one of these consoles, which one I would get? I, I think it's, it's because really, the PS4 Pro is just it's just the games. Then yeah, the games. that's the it problem. is a really it's a really difficult problem at the moment because yeah, because I I would ah, it's a, it's a tricky one, but because, I think I'd have to recommend PS4 Pro. At this I know, point in time. I know. But my it's other like, thing is like probably the most important game uh, is Red Dead for me, and it's a question mm. of you know if that runs significantly better on Xbox oh, One X, that would undoubtedly. Be that would be. I mean, if, if that's yeah, if that's the game you're, if that's the game you're after, and that's it's the kind one of the thing game, you're basing I, your decision on, then get the get the X. But it's not the one thing because I want to play Wipeout. I want to play this Spider-Man game. I want to. I quite like to play yeah. um, Last of Us Two or whatever, and Last of Us and, and games like this. I I I'd, I'd probably play those today. I'm sure. So yeah, like, and there are there are some pretty cool little things like that are only on PS4. Like you know, whenever I see the Cambridge lot, me, me and John end up playing far too much of alienation which is a strangely addictive little game like top-down yeah. isometric shooter that you buy housemark that you can only get on playstation yeah and it's oh and the housemark games in general they're you know that, that you know, there's another sort of exclusive they don't have to be exclusive but they that they are <laughs> and it's you know ps4 has a lot going for yeah. it in the game catalog it's undeniable um, I think I can continue to defer my decision until until Red Dead time. I've got plenty of Switch game to play. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and other stuff. Switch is, Switch is killing it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, there's no way that next year is going to be as good as this year for the Switch. It's just impossible. God, no. But I mean, that it's still what about Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That might not actually even come out next year. I yeah, guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the. As yet unknown real title, Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> That's not being made by Retro, right? <laughs> yeah. 
They will probably have motion controls. And Pokemon. Don't forget Pokemon. That's, Pokemon. That's still not announced though, right? Is it? No, starts the rumored Pokemon stars still not still not officially announced. Well, they, Ultra Sun and Moon are coming out yeah, right on the three DS. Because I don't think stars was actually ever actually a thing. Everyone thought it was, but it was like no, it's just Ultra Sun. <laughs> well, st- stars. The name stars came from a leak of some description, but maybe yeah, but it might have just been a project name. Yeah. For- Mm. The, the it was like their generic project name for the upgraded version of the previous game yeah. that they always do. Could, could well be, yeah. Just I mean, they decided to make two of them because, god damn it, mm. <laughs> we have four games this generation. It's like black and white too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if they come out with a full-on Pokemon game next year on the Switch, they're going to crush it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. They've never. It that's never it happened. It, still, it, it can't yeah. be next year. It just can't. I know. I know it would be great if it was, but it just can't. Yeah, they could. We talked before about how, like, at this point, they should be pretty much just using assets from every system together. Well, and, unless <laughs> unless Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is only coming out because as a stopgap to like just be like, we just need something out. Well, that's what they always do with their yeah. secondary yeah. parts. But I thought, I, yeah, I don't know what the what is the turnaround on a Pokemon game from announcement to release? Is it? Well, between like X and Y and Seven Moon, was pretty fast, I guess. Mm. It was only a few years. <laughs> a few years, all right. Yeah, but I don't know when X and Y compared to the announcement of Seven Moon, like mm. how soon after the, those games were done, they announced the next ones. Then you're gonna have to start telling us about next year on the Switch fairly soon. I know they wanted to come out in a big way this year, and they've done that in a, but, but what, in a ridiculously big way. Yeah, like, but what's but what's next year? Well, that'll be for E3. I mean, I don't think there'll be any... Oh, that's a long time away. They've got to throw in another direct soon. They've got to throw in another just random well, direct yeah, soon. They, they do directs continuously. So it's like, yeah, but they've done a lot of game-focused ones on ones that are about to come out of late. They're not going to do an announcement-focused one. They're going to continue to do game-focused ones, but maybe occasionally they'll be focused on those games, like Kirby and <laughs> whatever. Mm. All those Yoshi one. Oh, I suppose the Yoshi one was Switch, yeah. It wasn't Kirby a 3DS game? No, or? they're making the new Kirby on the Switch. They announced mm. that at the same time with the Yoshi, where they all have generic titles and they oh, actually no, have getting, titles. I was getting confused with that Kirby Rumble game or something, which was 3DS, I think. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing an icon pop up on my 3DS saying, you want a demo? I've got a demo for you, mate. you want a demo? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh, the Switch is set to outsell the Wii U... Uh, the, the first year of the Switch is set to outsell the lifetime of the Wii U. Of the Wii U, doesn't surprise me. But I'm assuming that the Switch isn't selling close to as well as the Wii did, right? One has to assume. Yeah, yeah. can't even be getting close. It hasn't been Christmas yet. And, <laughs> and I don't think there's been as much... No, wait, I guess we could argue that there hasn't been quite as much stock of the Switch about as there was... Well, with the Wii, there was never any stock. Uh, yeah, the, the original Wii, yeah, you're right. The original Wii was quite... Sparse, and I think it probably took like a whole year of the Wii before it really took off. Well, the thing was, like, the Wii, the Wii released and then was sparse at that Christmas when everyone yeah. wanted it. Whereas the Switch was released far enough apart from Christmas that they might actually have stock at Christmas. You know, what? I think it's about the same Wii window. I'm sure the Wii came out like March-ish in this country. I don't know. It seems a lot later in the year. Than I, that. I remember it fairly early. I didn't pick mine up for ages because of stock reasons. Yeah. But yeah. But regardless, they might actually have stock at Christmas anyway this time. Yeah, and <laughs> and 
and getting hold of a switch. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, getting hold of a switch isn't difficult at the moment. You can you can just do it, which is good. Yeah, they sorted it out. Sweet. It's very un Nintendo like. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about more Nintendo stuff? Should we talk about some games? I guess so. Yeah, let's talk about some games. What have you been playing, <laughs> guys? Okay, okay, okay. The big question is, is everyone. Well, okay. Do we want to go into the big one first, or can I get my Splatoon two stuff out of the way? Get it out of the way, man. Splatoon two is excellent. Yes, it is. It is. It is excellent. But in in, I guess as the only one of us that really sunk a ridiculous amount of time into the original. Yeah. It is more of that. Yeah, it's of like course. it's not. It's it, I don't really. It, it, it's hard for me to call it Splatoon Two. Is my honest like because it, it, it is just more Splatoon with the addition of Salmon Run. It's <laughs> you know Salmon Run is the one new thing, um, uh, and the rest of it is just like tweaks and changes and slight presentation improvements everywhere. Um, I mean, if you want to look at it in that respect, it's like every, I think I do think every part of the game has been improved subtly. Mm. Um, you know, you know things things look that little bit better things. Uh, generally, are you know the sound and UI and things like that. Are generally, there's a bit more polish to it all, all across the board, um, mm. and that's, that's not something that was game. unpolished in the first place. Either. No, absolutely not. But it is just subtly, subtly touched up here and there. You know, like character models are, are, are slightly improved here yeah. and there, and uh, um, uh, you know, sound quality in some places. There's a bit more variation in spots and. You only have to look at the Splatfest to, to, to be like, oh, yeah, no, okay, I can see what you... I thought it was cool last time. It's pretty cool this time. <laughs> you know, I'm, st- I'm still still went into it going, all right, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in in a big way. This is... You, 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 they've done just enough to, to keep it staying fresh and off the hook. <sighs> and it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it um, at the moment. To the detriment of playing Mario Odyssey, because I picked up both at the same time, and it's just Splatoon is the one that's grabbed me at the moment. Yeah, like that's 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 the one that has really drawn me in. Um, Partly because Splatfest is coming up. You're not like like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and I wanted to see the see the first the earliest Splatfest I could, and so I did. So I did that and tried to get leveled up. And leveling takes it feels like leveling takes longer. Now doesn't really matter, though, does it? <laughs> no, it unlocks your weapon sets, and I, and I kind of, I, I kind of want some variations on the weapon sets. I don't want different mains. I just want a different combination of main sub and uh, uh, and special in some cases. And it's like you you've really, got a level. You don't to really get to even those. get that though, do you? Because even the differences in the mains is more different now. <laughs> well, I mean, mains of the same class are more different. And then they have their sub weapons attached. Actually, there's I only a few that are like the same, and then different sub weapons. I actually think there's fewer, like from what I can see from the locked list, anyway. Because obviously, I haven't leveled up far enough to have everything available to me. I actually think there's fewer combinations than in the original at the moment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, there might only be like one or two alternates of the same gun. Because like my my favorite from the first one definitely isn't there. Like the the dual, uh, what used to be called the dual squelcher has been replaced by the duly squelchers, yeah. which I don't like nearly as much as I did from the first. Like, so there's 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 some stuff I'm having to adjust to to play. Like my current my current ones are just the regular splat duallys. That's that's my go to at the moment. It's a uh, it's a good all rounder. Um, I, I would say that I I think thus far my one criticism would be other than the fact that it is 
very similar to the original is uh, I missed the map being on the second screen. <laughs> I really missed that. Mm. That was such a cool thing of the, of the first game. I just to not have it tied. And I know it's instant to press the button and have it show and then have it get rid of, but uh, I, I don't think the, 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 you know, just the, the quick glanceness of being able to just go, hmm, oh, that's what the map looks like right now without having to press anything on the Wii U's dual screen setup was, mm. that was something special. And, you know, I miss that. I do miss that. Um, um, and in my personal opinion, I don't think the music is quite as catchy this time around. It's still excellent. Um, but I, like, it, it's not staying in my head uh, as much as the originals mm. did. Mm. And, and I might, there might be one thing in the game that I might put up for a worst audio thing award at the Goaties, which is a little disappointing for a game that I think has an incredible sound design. And there's one thing that just really irritates me after already spending far too many hours with it. Go on. It's. <laughs> Don't ruin it. It's the same for the game of the year. I mean, I might as well say it now. But <laughs> the, the lobby music I find irritating. It's like, because it was a little bit irritating in the first one that it was always the same lobby music. And, uh, you know, you'd hear that a lot because matchmaking can be very slow uh, in this game sometimes. And uh, it's that. It's just all you hear for several minutes at a time sometimes and it's like oh that gets really annoying after a while hold, and the, just, hold the stick down and pan it out yeah so so i have been finding myself doing that just using because it has like has like filter mods on the, on that music now which is kind of neat wasn't there before like I can, you can just like sort of low pass filter it so it's practically silent but it's i have to be holding that thing down the whole time and not wibble it otherwise i'll go Woo! although that is the only way to sort of stave off boredom now because it's like oh no and like make make the the, the weird do weird things like yeah and so all the weird things and get the second line of like vocals that you can't normally get and yeah so you know don't get me wrong I, I think that's that's fun that they added that in but it's like I still just don't like that it's, it's a worse lobby music than the original and it's uh, uh yeah that's annoying also I can't play squid jump. You know, while while I'm waiting for 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 a room. Yes, they clearly should have still kept a mini game. Yeah, everyone wants a loading mini game. It's got to be something there. Yeah, so so the 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 omissions are that that one omission is 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 pretty <laughs> obvious. Well, those two omissions, the map and the and the and the lobby game are are missed. They were they were nice things, mm. but. But it's still it's still excellent. I would I, I have I, I got to admit during the Splatfest, I think my experience with the game was actually slightly worse. I think it was make it, match making me into laggier games mm. than than I have experience at the time because lag in this game represents it's hidden pretty well. In fairness, like its netcode is such that you don't really notice any lag ever, um, unless a, another player disconnects, which is the, still the most frustrating thing ever. Um, being a player down in that game is a Friggin' nightmare, um, but you only really see it sometimes during during some combat scenarios where it's like, okay, that guy was look, you know, classic ones like that guy is aiming ninety degrees to me, and I've died before I've got close to him, and it's claimed that he shot me. It's like, okay, that's that's no good. Um, or the splashdown seems particularly dodgy at times. It's like, 
Uh, I saw it coming. I got well out of the zone. I'm still dead. That's that's not supposed to happen. Or there is nobody here, and yet a splashdown happened. It's like what? What? How did? I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Oh, I've, yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times where it's like it's a completely flat. It's not like so. At first, I thought could they have come from above somewhere and jumped on me, and I wouldn't see it coming. And then it's like. I can't figure out how they could have done that in this particular bit of level. It's like it's a pretty flat area, or I've been elevated. Well, theoretically, you it's... can splash down out of the super jump. I just don't know how it triggers. Oh, it. wait, can you? I, I don't know how you, like, abort early out of the super jump to transfer into the splashdown, or how... I you... didn't think that was possible. I didn't think getting out of the super jump was possible. Yeah, I don't know how it actually works. Because obviously you wouldn't be doing that from spawn because you would have just died, so you wouldn't have had the splashdown. You would have had to jump to another player, presumably, to be able to actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the, uh, yeah, the splashdown has been... Today, in because I've only really played Splatfest today, and it was just being... It, there was a good couple of times in that session where it was problematic, or it felt incorrect. Um Still can't use charges, as it turns out. That's a nightmare. Mm. I can't use those at all. But I found I finally found an affinity for the splatling, like on splat zones, especially. <laughs> I love splat zones. It's one of my favorite game modes um, from this thing, and it's just like them. Um, yeah, the splat. I find the splatling super effective <laughs> in that in that game mode. Um, so yeah, I've fallen in love with Splatoon all over again. I might be playing it for a very long time again. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Get your money's worth from this Switch purchase. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. And I've, be- I've barely touched the single player as well, which is a pro- probably a bit of a problem. Like, I should put more time into it. And I do... I've only played the first two bosses on it, and I thought the oven was quite hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> came classic. across it. Um, and, I, and, I, and although it's a shame that, you know, because of the squid language, and, uh, like everything's in like text at the bottom of the screen, some of the wording on some of the stuff, like when you discover the second boss, some of the things that are said are just like so on the nose. It's just like where even they are just like, okay. Yep. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I love that they lean into it. It's just like, they know what, they know they're dumb. Well, the Let's one, just roll with it. The one thing that did kind of suck about the writing, I guess, in the single players for scene two is they clearly ran out of script. It's like they ran out of ideas. The last couple of, like, I guess the last world, there's almost no, no writing at all. It's basically the text box comes up and just says what you have to do. It's like, key, door, <laughs> go over here. It's just like, I think you've kind of run out of ideas, but oh, you should a, just have nothing. That's amazing, though. Oh, I love that. I, well, I haven't even got there, and I already think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, except for the bit where it's, like, really obvious, where it's like, if you can't think of something interesting to attach to your writing while you're prompting the player to go to a place, maybe just don't. Or maybe, yeah, maybe by the end of the game, <laughs> though, perhaps they didn't need so much of it, I guess. But yeah, because there is quite a lot of it. Yeah, is the other thing. Like it's, it's, it feels like it's talking to you the entire time. And that's why it does feel like it ran out. Yeah. Like we've used every possible conceivable thing that this character can say. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just now I'm just stating the obvious character. Yeah, perhaps reduce the frequency as they as they went through. Uh, yeah. But two, two. It's a hell of a game. But it is just Splatoon. <laughs> if you want to put it like that. Yeah. Which, yes. Hopefully it will get, or has got, I think it clearly has got a wider audience than it did on Wii U. So, mm, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully the and servers I, will be full of people playing for long enough. Yeah. I, I do wish Salmon Run ran more often. I've barely been able to play it because of its timings. Mm. 
Um, the seven run timings aren't that much of a problem though, because at least it's a big chunk of time. Or it's like, like a whole twenty four hours, like generally. But, yeah. yeah, it's not like two hours. But it's just been on bad twenty four hours for me thus far. So <laughs> yeah, bad luck. Cool. Anyone got anything else they've been playing apart from uh, the big one? Yeah, I played some stuff, of course. Mainly, I had I occasionally had to stop playing Mario in order to like. I managed to fucking spray my so- shoulder again, oh, and awesome. using controllers aggravates it much worse than using like a mouse for some reason. I'm not sure why. Huh, really? Just mu- just must be something to do with how I'm sitting in my chair. Yeah. So I ended up still playing regular ass stuff like Factorio and things, but you know, don't really need to talk about those. I guess. I guess I did play them. I played some more Opus Magnum, made some more video of it, uploaded you, those. Made quite a few videos pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the point. Uh, I recorded my actual one playthrough, as it were, Although, from the start. And also, I don't know if you've been paying attention, been pretty popular. Well, that's because I uploaded them very soon after the game came yeah. out. There wasn't many videos of it on YouTube. Yeah, Surprise, if you're prompt about uploading videos, they get good views. Well, and I suppose that's quite... Um, in fairness, Opus Magnum was going to be pretty niche. Well, yeah, that was, in, I was actually surprised how few videos there were on YouTube when well, I that was one of the, uploading my ones. Of one of the few times we actually get criticism that makes sense on the Opus, one of them was just like, "I just want to see fancy solutions. I, want to see, I don't want to see all this figuring out stuff." I don't think that's a good criticism, though. It's just the one. In fairness, well, no, like, we've, we've had a, we've had <laughs> we, quite a lot. We only get like one comment of video at best. Yeah, so, yes, the one comment. And well, no, there's been some like have been like, hey, yeah, there's not many people doing this. Good on you. There was yeah. there was a what a couple of those. So yeah, yay us. Yes, exactly. yeah, no, we don't get that much feedback. <laughs> no, I don't think saying like to some extent, yes, you can skip the boring part of figuring out the solution, but particularly with like the Zachronic style of puzzle solving where it's so open ended, how you get to the solution is like can be interesting in itself in some ways. Because if you're just, like, looking for solutions and then just entering them into your version of the game and just being like, I'm done, that's not... You're not even playing the game even slightly. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, I mean, at least... at least it was One of the comments was was praising one of your solutions because I, I thought I'd found a good one. Yours is better. Yeah. Like, you know... So, you know, you know we, we are... I, I think there is a level of intrigue from at least people that have played the game and then are, are looking for, can this be done better? And I mean, or how do you do What Are there any ideas I can pick up? I have this? been thinking about maybe, I'm not sure whether I'll, I might do it as a separate episode or just like at the start of an episode, but I was thinking I might go back and show some of the solutions where I optimise because I've been playing it more than the recording. Like the recording is me going through the levels as I come to them. And then while I haven't been recording, I've been going back and doing optimizations and new solutions. Mm. So those are maybe more fancy. So it's like, perhaps, maybe I should perhaps do, yeah, prepare a compilation video at some point of like, oh yeah, here's some, here's some highlights. Well, because some, some ridiculous, because solutions. I won't be creating those. I can just like go straight to them and just run in and say how I came up with the idea without having to go through the whole process. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like it could fit in like the start of an episode or. And a, and or a, a separate like, one, if like Zach's, Zach's advanced techniques video or something. <laughs> Not that advanced, but somewhat advanced. I, I did record because it has GIF recording, of course, where you can hit a button and make make a fancy GIF. But I recorded one solution where I didn't I didn't even realize how fancy it was when I was making it. Because there's like a very precise moment where a, a molecule swings like between two moving arms as they're going past, and it like oh, sits wow. up so perfectly. Nice. And I was like, "Oh, that actually turned out better than I even realised." <laughs> <laughs> Got love timing. 
Mm. Yeah, but optimizing that game is actually kind of interesting. In I think it's maybe the most interesting optimization. I mean, Infinite Factory was pretty good for for doing weird optimizations, but this game because of the way area and like speed are so like that's two completely different things it's not even like close mm. like if you're optimizing, optimizing for speed ideally you want to be because obviously each rotation only takes one cycle even if it's a maximum length arm so you're turning like a huge distance so you can use that to move large molecules around more quickly or whatever whereas in area if you're trying to fit everything into the smallest possible area then you've got this other ridiculous problem where you're like you're trying to only move atoms on top of the things that you have to put in like the bonders and stuff mm. or the exit and the entrance you're like trying to keep the atoms on those things so you don't ever want them to rotate off into free space to try and minimize the amount of space you're actually using oh right so does that count as footprint then yeah like, the footprint where, where things swing not where you've built yeah exactly oh interesting so you're like and then obviously then you don't you want to make the shortest possible rotations like if you're rotating if you've got a one length arm that rotates one section that only moves between two spaces, but if that arm's two length, it also sweeps out like the space in between as it goes fast. Mm. So you're like, you don't actually want long arms or you want to like have a piston arm that like grabs things and then retracts to the middle length and then rotates and then pushes out again. Mm. So you're like making all these ridiculous amount of commands to keep stuff manipulated into the smallest possible area. See. Yeah. <laughs> How does commanding work in like, cause Space Chem had the thing where your commands were effectively on the track. Yeah. Is there like a programming layer to this where you can well, say... It's just a big bar at the bottom where you just type, you put in what, what, right. what you want to happen in so, so that's So it's less, that doesn't count as footprint or anything no. like that. It's, and it, it, it There's is, actually no rating for commands, which I thought it might, I mean, I guess technically that's still kind of cycles, really, because mm. the number of commands, the longest one will determine your cycle count, essentially. Mm. The longest series of commands, which is where you want to move into paralyzing onto different arms or whatever. Mm. One of the easy tricks to get more cycles is just like to make a track loop and then put like multiple copies of the same arm essentially that just move out of each other's way as they move down the process. Mm. So you just have a loop that like picks up an atom and drags it to the exit. But then because that arm normally you'd have to have it go all the way back up, but if you have another arm that's already there, you can just have it immediately start picking up the next right, thing. Right, yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty decent game for optimizational challenges. Another game that sounds way too much like programming for me to play. Yep. Ways. <laughs> should really be my, be my thing, but you know, it's my job. <laughs> I, know, I feel like this one might be better, maybe. I mean, Infinity Factory should be the least like programming. Also, I'm kind of not into, like, I don't know, Dan and I have talked about this before, like the whole you don't really optimize unless you have to thing in programming. It's like no, you make it work. It's first. very important. Yeah. <laughs> Premature optimization, they call it. I mean, I, I, in fairness, I often get ahead of the game in some respects while doing that because it's just like, I know this is going to be a problem later if I don't do it. But yeah, but that, mm-hmm. that's still what you do in this game. You make your your solution just yeah, to solve it and then you go back and optimize. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. <laughs> that's true. Did Infinity Factory do the footprint thing in the same way? 
Like where if you're if yeah. your 3D blocks swept over yeah. area that counts. Kind of the swept okay. area. There was like various ways you could exploit that in the in Inferno Factory with like because of, of the 3D, I suppose. Yeah, you could because it only looked top down, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. top down projection of what it swept. So if you wanted to keep like some, there was some really you know if you wanted to be fully optimal, there were some cases where it's like you basically want to disassemble the thing so it's only one block wide and then like use multiple inputs to reassemble the thing at the end. Right, gotcha. <laughs> it was like yeah. fairly ridiculous and unnecessary, but yes, mm. you could optimize it that way if you wanted. Hmm. So yeah, there's that. That's pretty much it for other stuff. Let's just talk about Mario for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> There you go. I think that guy, Charles Martinet, is going a bit crazy for it this time around. I mean, he always does, but has he always done... He's done the voice ever since, like, Mario 64. Mario 64, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't, yep. I don't think, it's, not, it's, it's not like uh, the other characters where I think they've had other people do them on occasion, or, like, the various incarnations of Yoshi and Donkey Kong. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Mario has always been Mario. So... That's an incredibly polished game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, I know yeah. even by Nintendo standards, this is an incredibly polished game. It's also completely mental. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, like, thematically, like, it's all over the place. Like, there's a million different, like, visual styles and things colliding all crazily all over the place in an amazing way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not like I... Would... If we're going to talk about visuals and things like that, I don't know, I don't know if like fidelity-wise, some of it that comes together. Like, I, yeah, know, Cascade, Cascade World didn't actually, I didn't think looked that great to me. Like something about the way the grass looks. Anyway, but yeah. but that's me being picky about you know, no, I know actual actual, yeah. actual fidelity stuff. Like you know, stuff yeah. the Switch couldn't do against the other other platforms, which is fine. That's, you know, that's yeah, yeah, argue, no, argue. But, I, know, I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we going to talk right about off, first? Because we can talk about well, this. Let's, yeah. let's just start how it starts, right? Because yeah, it's right okay. off the bat, bonkers. It's like just like the first Mario game where it just sort of drops you in it, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's the first. Yeah, but like like it starts on an action sequence that yeah you're not playing, but it's like do, like do Mario games really do that most of the time? It's like oh you've got a letter from Peach. Well, <laughs> it's like okay, it, they basically cut like two minutes off of how Galaxy starts. Like you in Galaxy, you have two minutes of walking down a street, and then basically you're in that same scene. <laughs> right? Oh, really? Okay, I, I can't really. Bowser's airship is at Peach's castle, and then he kidnaps her, and then the actual game. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I really don't remember the start again. Oh no! Wait, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> like you basically cut off a couple of minutes of pointless walking, but it's not that unusual. I would have said. I guess not. But you actually don't really know what the like. How did Peach and Bowser get? Already dressed up for this thing. How did that? Um, how did, you know, well, it feels, it feels Peach like she's already missing. dressed up in that first scene. Yeah, she's still in regular Peach clothes. Oh right, yes. No, <laughs> it's, it's only when you see her the second time that she's yes. robed. So what exactly happens? The 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 Cappy had basically attacks you and knocks you off, and then it's like, oh, sorry about that, mate. I'm going to help no, you now. That's Bowser's hat. Bowser <laughs> just uh, has a mechanical hat. Ah, uh, it's just a normal but then, hat. But then where does? Is it just because you land in Cap King? Yeah, exactly. Is that the only oh. reason for it? Well, and because Tiara is Cappy's sister, and yeah, he was yeah, trying yeah. to follow the ship, and then he saw Mary fall off, and then he goes... Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so Cappy never was in that scene? No. No, It's just okay. Bowser's hat. 
everything's about some, somehow hat throwing yeah, has okay. become a real skill in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting in like how, how why would Bowser have decided to develop that technology? Because it's like when you when you've got this living hat that can attack things, then it's like okay, fine. But then Bowser was just like, I don't want a really fucking fancy hat. <laughs> kind of, kind of just, kind of just curl his fireballs or something like that. Can you just, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he had the wedding plan, and then he was like, "But as a backup to my actual regular fire fire breath, maybe I'll also make my wedding hat really a weapon as well." Really powerful weapon. I bet me thinks it's like it's just oh, it was just a spur of the moment thing. It's like oh, I seem to be on top of this fight. Let's just throw my hat. It's not. (laughs) It's not. You see that hat later on, and it's even more advanced than it appears in the first cutscene. But yeah, I, I like the idea of like just Bowser as a, like an emergency back. Like Bowser doesn't strike me as the type to have done like some hardcore training, right? Learning learning hat throws. I mean, technically, his hat would probably weigh a lot. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if it wasn't for the boomerang part of that whole process, you could imagine that if you just got hit by his hat, it probably would be not great. Well, yeah, yeah, Bowser's pretty buff. But... <laughs> it's also covered in metal spikes. <laughs> Probably weighs quite a lot. <laughs> also, Bowser is like quite large in this game. I yeah, think he's, he's pretty big. How, I think he's kind of. To be fair, he was big in Mario sixty four, was, wasn't he? He was yeah. huge. Yeah, it was pretty chunky then. But he's yeah, he's back to bigger than Mario size, rather than being the same size for convenient kart racing. For like, kart so racing, I, was, I was still yeah. thinking about like you know, I guess now in Galaxy he's probably smaller. He's pretty Obviously, big. In, he in... was gigantic for no apparent reason. Right. <laughs> Couldn't see him at the end in the bathtub. And he's like, why are you so huge, Bowser? <laughs> and Peaches is just like tiny sitting on a little rubber duck. That whole scene was like, what? I've not why? seen that. I've not seen that. That's not in this game. I was talking about Sunshine. I was just... Oh, I don't remember that. The ending <laughs> where you go into the sky sauna where Bowser is sitting in a giant pool of green water for some reason. And Peaches yeah, yeah. Are... <laughs> Oh yeah, he was enormous. Yeah, he was gigantic for no apparent reason. <laughs> Giga Bowser, basically. I guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just a thing. <laughs> maybe that's secretly what Bowser does. He just gets big sometimes. He just gets big. But yeah, anyway. Okay, I guess what the water gets into his paws better. Like, yeah, he actually has <laughs> a paws deeper, get bigger. He has so a deeper base. Yeah. He has paws. He's a reptile. <laughs> the gaps I between guess. his scales get bigger. I don't know. <laughs> So you get down to Capkin Kingdom and can start running around and then you realise that you have the exact full set of moves from Mario 64. Well, Mario and still, some more. Mario's still and some Mario, more. I suppose. Yeah, yeah but, but he has the triple jump, he's got the long jump, he's got the backflip, he's got the side thing. Well, I mean, Galaxy did that as well. I don't know why jump. everyone still thinks you know, like, like the full 64 set. It's like, yeah, well, what about yeah, Galaxy? Yeah, <laughs> Galaxy did do that as well. Did it have everything? Yeah, pretty much. I think it had long jump as well. Yeah, so, yeah, and the ground pound and the yeah, yeah. it definitely yeah. had that. The ground pound jumps new. Yeah, that's the one that is actually new. And really, and the, the spin, whatever the hell that's for. Well, no, the spin. I mean, the spin was in sunshine, so that's mm. still technically not new. But it's, so, so that was flood powered, wasn't it? The spin. No, you could spin and then use flood. It was oh right, it was yes. a weight of spray flood all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because, but you had to jump to get it. Yeah, you had to, it yeah. was a jump spin, not just a ground spin. Yeah, but really, the point of the spin in this game is so you can do the spin hat throw without having to use motion controls. Oh right, that's really useful to know. How do you do that? You just rotate the stick until you start spinning, and then throw oh. the hat, and it turns into the spin throw. 
That's oh, really nice. useful to know. Because I'm like trying <laughs> to activate motion... that with the motion controls. I, I think the motion controls are my most hated. Uh, the only problem I have with it thus far. I know. I put the sensitivity up to maximum and I still have to really like jerk I, the thing. I, have, I, I left it at low and it's totally fine. I have problems getting it to do the, the action that I want. Like if I want a spin throw, it will just throw it straight forward. I do occasionally not get the spin throw first try, but it's not that difficult to get it to work, I don't think. I also, I kind of just don't want to be doing it if I'm playing it in handheld mode. Well, sure. Mode. Handheld mode is a whole different problem. They actually yeah. should have done something for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they should have done it. Well, it turns out at least for the spin one they have. I yeah. didn't realise that was a... But I think they've got buttons to spare, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. It's just like it duplicates A and A and... X and B and Y. But when R and L don't do anything, right? Like, Well, the... R recenters the camera, so oh, right. <laughs> yeah. just technically that does do something. And L like jumps you out of capture mode, right? No, that's ZL. That's ZL. ZL. Or ZL, I mean. Or ZR, yeah. even one of them. Yeah. The triggers do more stuff than the... Yeah, that's crouch and... Crouch and oh. get rid of capture, and the other one is something. I forget. It's really hard to remember what buttons you're actually pushing oh, once yeah. you've learned. Yeah, yeah, it is. I can't, yeah. I can't remember. I have, yeah, I have, I've struggled a little bit with remembering what button does what. Well, there is. there's really only three buttons, which is maybe, uh, as we said, that it's a problem in the case of, like, why did they not let you use these other buttons for other stuff? But there's actually only three buttons, like crouch, hat throw, and jump, and then just combinations of those make everything else happen. Mm. Yeah, although, like... Like a fast swim is slightly annoying because you have to start doing a crouch, ground pound, and then hit hit um well, like, hat throw like or I, something. It's, like, it's I, like a bit weird. It's like I said to Rob. It's like I don't understand why they didn't just keep Mario sixty four three D swimming. I mean, it, yeah, I don't. Three D swimming that. is awkward and annoying, but yeah, if you're going to have underwater segments, why not still have that? I've only yeah. tried to swim once thus far the, the, in that bit of Lake King. Uh, sorry, Cascade King. Yeah. And, and, and I, I couldn't understand what the hell was yeah, going on. It, no. Yeah, but once you get to the, you know big areas of I water, you can that. actually learn to do it. And it's right. a bit or weird. Or you just be a fish, which is much easier. <laughs> yeah, which is much easier. Just capture a cheap sheep and you're, you're swimming away. And then you don't have to worry about breathing either. Yeah, exactly. Which just makes things easier. But yeah, it's a bit odd, the, the swimming. But I think it works okay, actually, having got used to it. But I know what you mean. Like, the 3D swimming was awkward as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Because it's I got the kind of... Mario Brothers, where when you press the swim button, you swim slightly upwards. Yeah. It's got that effect. Upward, right. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's quite that good. Naturally. Yeah, so that's not too bad. And that is reminiscent of Mario Brothers, and that works quite well in 3D, actually. It's just the dash is a bit weird. And not actually as fast as I'd like. No. Because <laughs> the not amount of effort fast. you go through, it doesn't actually make you swim that much faster. No, it's not that I wish good. There was a la- I wish there was a land dash. I actually think Mario runs a bit too slow. Yeah, I try and use long the long jump. Possibly. I know, but, yeah. the, but then that, but then it, you end up rolling, that. don't you? But I find the long well, the roll also is even faster. <laughs> if, if you're, you're on a hill, if you're on an appropriate hill, but yeah, it's a, the long after a while, the long jump sound effect gets here. Yeah, just well, that was true in Mario 64 too. <laughs> I, but I found it less irritating. There's something about the new one that's just yeah, really I slightly agree of, with you there. Mm. I, wish well, I, I think just... they should. They should have. I mean, there there is more than one sound effect, but sometimes it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It maybe uses the same one too frequently in a row. <laughs> I should just stop wanting to get places fast. Is basically my problem. But like, but yeah. But but I, when I know Mario can run faster, then he naturally gets up to speed doing so. Unless you're running downhill, 
it's like it does get it does get a little bit like uh, i think i think you just get used to like playing zelda constantly and constantly sprinting everywhere and 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 you get and and also like there's a temptation to think that you can just go anywhere just because in zelda you can climb anything (laughs) so and of course mario it's a platforming game of course you have to be able to jump up to the thing (laughs) that's the whole point of the game so it's kind of annoying that you're just used to having these awesome traversal skills although there does seem to be some sections that are intentionally designed like you're not supposed to be able to get up here but if you do get up here here's some coins yeah, yeah like basically like everywhere that. there's a single every time there's a ledge or like yeah. a door overhang where it's yeah. like if you do a backflip and then get up there here's some coins yeah. <laughs> coins although they're a bit weird how they like they're invisible coins but they appear really slowly so if you're trying to collect them you have to yeah, kind of walk quite slowly you have <laughs> just to kind walk of like, through it like twice for no yeah. yeah like you have to activate them and then collect them which is slightly annoying <laughs> Yeah. I was also like, you can ground pound and it reveals where invisible coins are, but that doesn't ping them into existence either. I was like, right. that should have been what does it. If well, you ground pound, it should pop, pop them out. Or as it turns out, you can use no eye sunglasses. Well, yes. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. In that one specific place. Mm, that was re- that's a really cool bit. I, re- I like the kind of granularity of the moons versus the stars. Like the fact that they're just so, the right yeah, level I was of ask like. About that. Yeah. Like, do you think it devalues it? Like, yeah, that's I was I wondering. Yeah, but there's so many. I feel that... like there should have been like they've got the multi moon, but there should be yeah. more of those. Maybe I don't know. I feel like there should have been a, a like it's ridiculous to say about an open world game in this day and age, but I feel like there should have been one more type of collectible, <laughs> and that should have replaced most of these moons. But I was thinking like make it like, like moons a story progression or something, and these other things are, are worth something else. No, make it like. But but then make the, but then that might not have, yeah no what you want to do is make the second the the se- the like extra collectible make it like ship parts so there's you still need a certain number of them to progress the story oh, I see. Yeah. but they're less like important sounding than moons what well, to force to force you to do some side stuff as well as the main quest yeah or maybe the main quests give you a moon and a ship part or something or some like. limited number of ship parts yeah. but you need a few extra or something yeah maybe. I don't know, it, it, but even then, it would—that's just like a psychological thing. Yeah, it is. It would still functionally be the same. I, th- I, I'm quite liking it. It, it. it freaked me out a little bit at first, and I found it a bit weird that you just did you a just little the, thing and you got so a moon. Many, yeah, and, yeah, it's so frequent. It's yeah, around and a moon comes out. And a moon comes out. Yeah, stuff like that. But I, I'm actually like, I'm definitely coming around to it, and I think it does make it more of a kind of. You know, and that makes it better for like playing on the go and stuff on mobile. You could sit down with it for like ten minutes and easily like get a couple of moves. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is nice, uh, I think. Um, and it doesn't have that whole. Well, I don't know yet actually, but it doesn't have the whole Mario sixty four where you select the star and it changes the level type thing. Well, it just. No, does, I mean, that's kind yeah. of happens through the story. Yeah, yeah, that happens through the story. Like, your yeah. your initial experience in the level is that. Yeah, effectively, and that's quite good. I, I I quite like that, and it shows you the level doing that. I you know go through. I mean, I because if you're like a horde type, I don't know certain type of player, you're like it trying to ignore the story in order to collect moons around. But you might as well just plow through the story for a level and then go back and get everything. Really. Yeah, it doesn't really work in your favor necessarily to be because I'm sort of half and half in it, and like I am a little bit like that generally, where it's like, but I've got the yeah. side stuff to do before I do the main thing. Yeah. But and it's like, yeah, fairly early on that that's not the most suitable way to play no, this. No, it's like you can sort of half half it if you notice something yeah. and you and it looks like you can do it, then do it. Well, then I mean, do that's it, kind yeah. of that's kind of why the where it's like you need a certain number of moons to move to the next level 
that's sort of inherently letting you do that because it's like yeah it's it's basically all the moons you could potentially find on the way to the story objective <laughs> yeah because so, you could pretty much mainline the story i reckon i don't know but you don't need that many moons so far to progress to the next area no um i'm definitely hanging generally around behind. Just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's generally just enough in the main quest isn't it like yeah or well as far as i've seen but it, I'm, but, I'm quite but they're not technically but, in the main too, quest yeah they're like on the way to the main quest objective. You'll just, mm. if you're you'll paying attention, you. you'll find enough moons to progress. Oh, it's just one yeah. of those crate. Yeah. For no good reason. It's like not that. that bad. I mean, sometimes, but, you know, they're inventive. You know, I like that they're, they're, they're a little tiny little puzzle or a little tiny little thing. Um, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, when it's I get. The yeah, bust up the ground or in a crate. In but you have one, to notice the kind of actually probably the most most annoying. Like in a way, that one's... Oh, I haven't like, done really? that one. How do you even do that? Well, with that one, <laughs> there's just there's just one in a crate. Yeah, you'll it, find on the, it in the main out story. You have to go into a bullet bill to get it. Oh yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like butts on the ground and you actually just get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. That one's not. Okay. Yeah, there's always right. something to it. But then, but then you can pick that up accidentally as you're like going through. Um, like if I wanted to get to the the. The what do you call it? The the sky, sky camera. Yeah. Oh, you mean um, the one so. in the crate with the bullet bill or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just mean I haven't managed to get the one that's in a kind of cage. Um, you know, oh, like right. right by that one, yeah. around the corner from that one. Anyway, never mind. There's a million moons, so there's no spoilers about um, one. <laughs> moon. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they're different colors as well. That's quite cool. I don't know. I like. I quite like the kind of weird currency thing where you can use the local currency to buy the local outfits, whatever. Well, it's, it's, it, the, the purple currency. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that, that, that those currencies are just purely cosmetic in some ways. It's like, you know, the purple currency is never going to like unlock something cool. It's well, just going to make you look funky. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's nice. But uh, there was a couple of times where I was like, I wish this outfit did just have just a... Maybe not a major effect, maybe just a tiny effect. Like, like the, the swimming costume in the yeah. movie. It's just like, why does that not just make you just swim just a light, tiny little faster? Or yeah. make oh, you breathe, breathe a bit longer or something. <laughs> or maybe or maybe Mario should just occasionally animate in a way appropriate to his attire. Like, you know, if he's wearing the like the cowboy outfit, you know, a little, a little, touch, a little touch of the brain. Change the idle animation, basically, yeah. maybe. Or maybe he should dance differently when he's in the presence of a radio. You know. Maybe. It's yeah. Can we go back to the um, aesthetics? Because it is kind of <laughs> mad. Yeah, it's all over the place in a kind of crazy way, in in kind I mean, of a good kind way. Of, it's kind like of cool, it. but I don't know yeah. if it's Mario. No, that's the thing. It's not as cohesive as certainly not as cohesive as like Breath of the Wild. That's really cohesive. But mm. uh, like previous Mario's, like like Galaxy, for example, it's less cohesive than Galaxy. It's much more all over the place. Um, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Well, that's already, already like you know, and I'm only Sand Kingdom effectively. Yeah. I've only I've only opened up the right, the, just opened up the way to Lake Kingdom, and it's like mm. already I'm sitting there. Okay, Sand Kingdom is probably the most Mario I've seen thus far. Yeah, it's nice. But you know, you know, Cat Kingdom, even Cat Kingdom, even and and Cascade Kingdom, you're just sort of sitting there. Going, Sorry, what? I don't know, Cat <laughs> Kingdom was kind of narrowy. They're just the sort of black and white palettes. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's, that, that's that concept. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, cool. uh, you know, everything's felt like a Yoshi game or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. Makes you wonder if the Wall Kingdom could exist like on this planet. But I, I think that's like. I, I feel like they get away with having it be 
disparate because of it being different continents on the planet. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Galaxy, everything was the same because they were all weird space things that were yeah. just made by Bowser for some reason. <laughs> so, like, they weren't, they weren't, like, natural, I guess. Mm. Mm. And they were made by Bowser, so I guess they would have been Mushroom Kingdom themed. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. The culture of the Mushroom Kingdom shone through. Speaking of which, like, you know, everyone loves the New Dark City real humans. Whereas, yeah. Do they? <laughs> well, I say love as in, you know, ironically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does this mean, like, okay, I've got a question about this. I wasn't like, expecting, like, one to just appear in the Sand, in the sand Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, right, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I've got a question about this, right? Yeah. If real people exist in Metro Kingdom, uh-huh. right, if, like, human-type yeah. people, but, but it appears that the locals everywhere else aren't human people, does this mean that the Peach family at some point invaded the Mushroom Kingdom to take control of it? Well, no, see, here's the problem. So you look at Mario, and you look at Peach, and it's, even they're quite different, but you can sort of assume that they might be the same race. Yeah, I'm, I'm ignoring Mario in my race <laughs> theories right now. Well, okay. I, I think Mario's just, like, short and chubby. It's just, like, he's still the same race as Peach, I guess. Well, I'm not even sure about that. Like, Peach I'll, I'll give him that. Peach, I'll Peach, give him that. That's Peach, where I'm going. I don't know, Peach, okay, Pauline, fine. and, you know... To well, no, extent, but that's the thing. What's Luigi? Pauline? Yeah, Luigi's one of Mario's like big nose race. Whatever no, that is. Like what the problem is, like honkers. You can say Peach and Mario are the same if you want to give it a little bit of a stretch, only a small stretch. Because I mean, the whole problem with this is where where do they fit in with all the toads <laughs> that are apparently from the Mushroom Kingdom? Sure. <laughs> but anyway, ignore that. The problem is once you get to Pauline, who is supposedly from New Dog City, but she's. She's as tall as a, as the regular humans, but with but, the cartoon stylings of like the Mario race. Oh, peach no. proportioned. Well, not peach proportioned though, because Peach is way shorter than Pauline. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? I, <laughs> I actually, my my theory is right that that actually Mario in Mario and Luigi in particular, they're not any of these races. They're not they're not the same. They're actually they're actually half New Donk, half Pinter. <laughs> That's the only way you can explain that nose. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Uh, <laughs> Hence why he went to visit the island in sunshine. He's like, I have to see my people. <laughs> but yeah, Pauline is where it all goes horribly wrong. You could have maybe <laughs> accepted that Mario and Peach were from some some race in the Mushroom Kingdom, but then Pauline is just like, she's from New Dog City, but she doesn't look like a real human. She still looks like a cartoon. Well, well, maybe maybe this is a weird sort of side effect of power in, in, <laughs> in the Mario planet. That it's like as soon as you get a position of importance, you get. Um, Plastic surgery. <laughs> some kind. <laughs> nice. Or, you know, some 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 deity of... Uh, I don't know. Cartoons. Comes and goes. I, I must make fun of your position of power. Here, have a funny face. So, you know, if you want to be a politician, you've basically... Everyone's got to be Boris Johnson. That's, that's what he's trying to say. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I like the Odyssey. I like the inside of it being like a kind of where they have cups of tea and stuff. That's kind of cool. He <laughs> doesn't like a cup of tea. Yeah, that's quite nice. And the teacups are like little hat shaped teacups. Why, why does this race of hats have hat airships? I don't know. Hat shaped. <laughs> <laughs> so why do they have airships as houses? Because I think they're just landed. How does this tiny kingdom have the technology to build hat ships? 
Because Why do they need hatchets? Because, they fly anyway. Because every tiny kingdom has the technology to do something ridiculous in there. <laughs> but the hats fly True. anyway. Maybe not for long distances. You don't know how their flight actually works. They never get yeah. that far off the ground. Except for that one time where Cappy just sort of left the ship or whatever. Or... Like, I, I it's, looking, really... it's a looking upwards perspective. You can't actually see mm, how high right. up he is. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> it's just hats. Everything's it's, hats. Just, it's just hats. It's all. It's team, it's team Fortress, Mario. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's basically what the crazy hat sign is. It's like it's the tower of hats. <laughs> it's the tower of hats. <laughs> the modest pile of hats. <laughs> this game is pretty good, guys. Yep. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And now I'm, I, like I'm I said, kind of relieved that it's like what happens with amazing games is they get old to the point where you can't play them anymore on modern hardware. And now it's like, oh, look, now I can play Mario and Zelda <laughs> and I yeah, will be yeah. able to for years to come, which is great. At least, at least in Zelda, it's like, well, you know, they, they've actually, that is enough of a formula tweak to say this is something new. That's the thing. Whereas, where, like, whereas Mario is, is, despite Cappy and despite that, I still think it's Mario. Well, the right, thing about it is, it's, it feels more it's, Mario than Zelda feels Zelda. It's actually yeah. more Mario than, in my, you know, to me, than it has been for a while. That's the thing. It's like Zelda, like, was a series about tradition, and mm. Breath of the Wild, like, really broke that tradition in a, in a, you know, quite an interesting way. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are the same, but I mean, it it challenged conventions of the Zelda series a lot with the shrines and the open world stuff and everything about it, really. Whereas this is kind of Mario is more a series about innovation than tradition, mm. and this is kind of an admission of. Yeah, Miyamoto hey, got it right okay. first time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mario 64 was basically perfect, so let's just do that um, and innovate and, you know, and put our creativity into, you know, what themes. can we do inside that? How many, yeah. how many possible themes can we cram into a single bloody game? Yeah, so, and actually for me, that's that's great because he, he, they did get it right first time. Like the, the um, little, you know, worlds that are open and you can you can go around... And, mm. and the mechanics of the running and jumping are basically the same. And um, yeah, that, that was tightened the, up. Yeah, uh, to be fair, they were pretty good <laughs> originally. Were, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, tightened up. Yeah, and I like the cap stuff. So uh, so for me, it's uh, it it's interesting that it's actually not. It's actually more traditional than it's you know it's more old school and less like innovative, but yeah. in a way that really works. So they've done it the right way around. If they'd had a Mario that was like, had some, you know, more, more like galaxy or something new, crazy new concept like that. And then they'd done Zelda and it had just been another, like trying Twilight princess or whatever, then that would have been not good. And they've done I, it the I, right I way guess, around. I guess the break is, is that this is more, I know you say like the little worlds where you can do things. This is more open world than Mario's ever been. Yeah, yeah, because, it, because, it's not that it, because, different. The, because the idea of courses isn't a thing. Like, you know, you got a star in any of the previous games, and that was it. You're, got, you're done. You have to go back to the beginning of the stage. Uh, and, I guess that's true. And work yeah. your way through. This this drops that idea, and that you get the thing, you're still in the thing. Yeah, I mean, that that the only true. time the previous games did it was with like the 100 coin stars. Is that right? And, and then yeah. if you got that, it'd be like, that's no, fine. You carry on. You carry on. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, that, even even the secret stars were like, that's a course ender. Yeah, it's. Are the multi moons are course enders? No, they're not. No, are they? Yeah. Uh, some well, they of them are because they, the te- they, 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 they yeah, yeah. Some of them teleport you out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But that that's why it's like that's why the main story is seems almost separate because it's just like normally you, you go through to the end of that story segment, you get the multi moon, it teleports you back to the Odyssey, and then if you if there's another story segment for that level, then you're it basically sets you off on that new route yeah. from the start yeah. of the level again, and it's yeah. fine. So the same kingdom yeah, one drops you back at the start, but then it's clear that it's different and there's yep. some obvious things right in the right different. in front of you that are just like oh here's a thing you might need now yeah, yeah that also gives you essentially a really fast way to get where you're going for that second like yeah. you just go around everything to the point you need to go to the jaxi might be my favorite thing in the game so far that I'm thing is fun that. To, that thing is fun to ride it's crazy because I, I didn't want to pay any coins <laughs> i'm gonna have to try it 30 coins man oh, Come on. you do it once and you never pay it again it's not like oh, a repeated all right, oh, right although okay. I, I thought that at first that it was like a repeated shortcut system and it's like well why would i use that well because you, you yeah. already have fast travel yeah you already got and, fast then I, travel, yeah. and then i was like and then then i then i yeah then you found things and well and obviously you need to use it to get certain moons yeah. as you would imagine and there were a couple right, of clues okay. and it's just like oh, oh okay right now I, I know what i need to do now i'll, I'll do that thing and yeah and it's fun it's fun <laughs> that's yeah it is bonkers it's still i think i'm still in the phase where it's at least still surprising me <laughs> I think it will continue okay. to do that. Yeah, okay. I think that's that's the thing about it. I think is that it will just continue to to. to but then, but then, but then that that encourages me to at least bog down once I finish the story in a section to try and get as many moons as I want there. Because then I want I want to pace out the surprise. Yeah, right. I don't yeah, want to go too. through the whole. Ga- I don't want to go through the whole game and then <laughs> so, be like, okay, now so I've got the grunt get work. Through the through like, as long as you get to the credits before game the year. <laughs> that's all uh, I'm sure. going to say. Oh, I don't think. So, yeah. <laughs> But then I might not feel it finished out by the end of the year. You know, How long did it take for you to finish it then, Zeg? I don't know, because for some reason the Switch isn't recording playtime on Mario. Oh, what, what like the like the other it, games? It says too. played eight days, started first played eight days ago, and it's like, well, that's not that's not helpful information at all. <laughs> it doesn't record game time. I don't know why. Uh, like the review the review copies, like like review statements clocked it in like if you wanted to finish the story, most people get clear it within like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, it's probably, and then there's probably about that much more content on top. It's probably about that, yeah. I would guess. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty big for a Mario game. Yeah, pretty good. That's good. You sh- you you guys shouldn't have any problem finishing it by game. <laughs> no, no, no. I probably will. Um Yeah, I definitely will. As I said, the one the one thing is just like uh, like uh, as I say, for me it's like I probably shouldn't have picked it up at the same time as Splatoon because it just is. It hasn't got its claws in me yet in the same way that Splatoon has. Um, You'll need a break from Splatoon eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think I might be actually getting to that point already because I've just I've just been you've ground out the Splatfest and you that's yeah, a lot of time exactly. Yeah, I've, I've played so much Splatoon this week that I think I might already be getting to the point. So I think I have a problem. I think I might need to do something <laughs> else. And I still want to play Samurai. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and in fairness, that is the thing that would. Be different. Well, I want to level. Oh, yeah, and we talked about it earlier. But like, I want to level up to get the better gear, right? And then once I've done that, then maybe I'll settle into it a bit more. It's just like I've got to grind this out to get to where get to where I was in the last game. <laughs> it's going to take way too long, right? I know it takes forever, but that's a good thing. It's, it's great. Also, don't forget you get like the XP boosters. Yes, I've you already burnt a few of those. Get them in the single player as well. That's yeah. a reason to do some of the single player. Yeah, I found, found, found my first ticket there. And yeah, burnt a few of those. So anyway, Mario again. Mario, um, I'm sorry, yeah. What else do we need to say? I wanted to say, in terms of polish, I wanted to point out some incredibly tiny things that I was like, when I noticed oh, them, I was like, yeah. oh. So, so where are the gaps in the polish? So I checked out your bench thing. 
you want to talk about the bench thing? Which specific bench thing? So you 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 had a theory last time I saw you last week that uh, oh the that sitting at the chair when, when you get you stand on a bench and he sits down that he just turns into like a, a motion. <laughs> I I no. Did you get it to actually animate? Yeah, he did, he was he was, was moving. It a weird glitch that it, I had. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been because like. Well, I also found a place he, where he wasn't moving a lot. Admittedly, he was sort of just breathing and looking around casually, and a bird comes and lands on him, and it's like and it right. Was, uh, uh, you know, I was wearing a hat, so you know the bird was just sat on the yeah. peak of the hat, which is another, I guess, a little detail thing. Like you know, in order for them trying to make the bird coming down there, I'd have to know where the peak of that particular hat I was wearing was. Well, maybe you know. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that that that, that so I, did, I didn't have that same problem. I think I think yeah, I think you getting static pose, Mario, like unending stare was but probably. I, a I did also find a place where you can where there's a bench and and. I think the first time you go there, it's just an empty bench. But when you come back later, there's um, some people sitting on it. Mm. But for some reason, the, the, there's like some weird hitbox there and you can just sit on the air next to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I found a weird glitch. Uh, that's okay. I'm okay. That's funny. But yeah. So in terms of small things that are like the classic ridiculous amount of polish that, that you won't even notice until you like suddenly realize... Mm. I noticed that there's actually like multiple different poses he makes when getting a moon, and it's incredibly subtle. Oh yeah, because it's just the hand, just the hand. Yeah, when he does the generic like jump up, hold up the moon when you just find a moon in the in the thing, there's actually three different poses his hand can be in. It could be the classic jump fist, it could be open palm, or it could be the V sign. Oh right. <laughs> And I didn't notice that uh, until I, I was getting it... like several moons in fast succession, hmm. and I was looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a slightly different animation." Hmm. <laughs> How unnecessarily detailed! <laughs> nice. And there's also another thing that I noticed where, like, if you're wearing, I guess it must be certain types of headwear, but the only one I've noticed it on was I was wearing the snow jacket with like the hood. But when you're wearing that, he doesn't open his mouth when he's doing that phase because presumably the hood is like pulled under his jaw. <laughs> Oh right! I was like, "Wow, that's unnecessarily detailed as well." So I thought about that as well. Yeah. Well, I, no- I immediately noticed it's like when you walk through the smoke on the tops of the houses in Cap Kingdom, it gets smoky. Yep. It's like, and if you throw the cap, the cap gets clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wait, hang what? <laughs> I'm not sure you needed to model soot physics. It's like... well, not really for soot physics. <laughs> I know. It's like a generic trigger. I mean, it does make me wonder how many other places in the game are they going to use the sootness, or is it just there? Well, you get sooty if you get burnt by anything, obviously. Ah, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so it's basically the burnt ground. Any right? fire attacks. Right. And the same equivalent for, like, snow as well, obviously. Mm. Like, when you're in the snow, you get white. <laughs> you get white on you. Oh. Gross, Mario. And yeah, and, then, and there's another... Incredibly tiny detail that I thought was cool, but it's too much of a spoiler to talk about. So. All right, <laughs> got that. Right. We'll okay. Save that for later. But yeah, save, the la- that, save that for game of the year. The last like two or three kingdoms, it, it really cranks up the ridiculousness. If you think it's already ridiculous, wait until you get towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, it's, it's no, it's no spoiler because you know it, 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 Nintendo have talked about it straight up. You know, sweet mountains in this game, basically. It's not so, sweet mountain though. Mount well, I mean, it hasn't got trumpets. Mount so. Volvano, the stupid sweet, food kingdom. Sweet mountains, a better name. Well, it's not sweets, I guess. It's just like <laughs> yeah, no, food. 
that's where the burning mainly happens. With that weird lava that they have. Just pink. <laughs> it's just pink. I suppose that leads me to the next thing, actually, because now I've got the Sweet Mountain music in my head. Okay. <laughs> now you want to talk about Sonic Forces. <laughs> from, from Sonic Colors. No, no, no. Okay. I, I don't want to talk about Sonic I mean, it's not out Sonic yet, Forces. so you can't really talk about it. No. Um, but, honestly... Other than oh, I the, know what you want to do. yeah, I know because I mentioned this to you. Yes, like exactly. uh, uh, the the only the only catchy bit of music in this game so far has been the moon grab. I couldn't at this point in time. I wouldn't. I don't be able to recognize anything else. The music, actually, yeah. There's some funny stuff going on with the like guitars and stuff in in it. That's oh, not yeah, so the wooden kingdom, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah the wooden kingdom. They... I got to. And I'm like, this is like quite strange. It's a music, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, you know, there's some of the Mario Kart 8. Um, some of it's Mario Kart 8-like, you know, like the the, the, the the big get a moon sequence of the sudden riffs going on. It's like, oh, this is like I've just won a championship or like, oh, I'm, sure. I'm starting a race in Mario Kart 8. This is, um, but it's not something you would normally associate with a core Mario game. Well, it's... I don't know. I think Galaxy had similar kind oh, of... did it? When you got the grand stars. Grand... <laughs> were they... Yeah, they were stars in that, weren't they? <laughs> are they moons again? Mm. No, they were moons. moons. They Never been a moon before. Yeah. Grand moon sounds better than grand star. <laughs> but yeah, the music, the music is like weird. Weird. Like, I mean, they they tried to make much more like varied music to fit with the varied levels. I guess. Yeah, I guess the kingdom kingdom based music. But some of them are a bit like atmospheric, really, not actually music. I mean, sometimes. I'm not sure whether that's good or bad, because when you have a really short loop that just repeats over and over, and you're in this level for a long time, that's mm. not necessarily good. Depends no. how high quality it is. I did notice that you know the music loops tended to be like the classic, like thirty seconds to one minute long in some areas. Yeah, like you know, it's kind of classic game music length. But a lot of the other stuff they do with the music is you know good. I like how. I mean, this is. Every game does this since FDL, but I like how it cuts into the 8-bit version when you go into mm. the walls. Yeah, it fades yeah, into it quite cool. nicely. I, I didn't realise that you could get moons in 2D and it had the, even the... Oh, yeah, the 8-bit yeah. version yeah, of the, the, 8-bit version of the game moon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, neat, neat little touches. Although I'm yeah. bad at 2D Mario, so that's sort of funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, slightly <laughs> not like normal 2D Mario. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Everyone's like, oh, it's like 2D Mario, but it's not. You don't have as nearly as much like momentum. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's not quite the same feel. And uh, uh, there are some complaints that it's like, why can't I use the D-pad or <laughs> the D-pad buttons to control Mario like this? Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, I did not. The only thing in like music, the only time I actually really noticed a a, a, a music change, uh, other than when you're not in the town in Sand Kingdom, was that the key of the music changes when you're in the electric wire. Yeah, like oh, you're right. traveling along it and a little as it turns to mine, like, and it's like, oh, okay. I've actually, I did sort of notice the music shift slightly halfway across the map. There are a couple of places that. A couple of things, not just the electricity, but there's a couple of other instances where, like, the not even, I guess you wouldn't even call that music, it's like a sound effect. The, the sound that the electricity makes is linked to the music. It's the same key, at least, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of other places where it does a similar thing like that on other music tracks, which works pretty good. Hmm. Oh, speaking of music stuff, 
uh, Zach and I were saying when we first spoke about this, that the, the, it's a bit of a shame that they've downgraded the quality of the musical notes. Yeah, they don't play a tune when you're clapping. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That was, like, why are they a music note? Yeah, yeah that's quite weird. I know music notes have always been a slightly odd thing about Mario. Well, it's like, just like... Since Mario 3, it's like, why were they music block squares? Anyway? Well, the music blocks is different. Because music... they, they, they weren't musical in Mario 3. Well, they made a note... They made a weird note sound. I don't really think they, they did. Doing, <laughs> and they made different tones of it. Well, maybe I'm not, not in sure free. they did. No, not when they, they were first introduced. They did in modern. But, yeah. But yeah, the note, like, it was... They didn't have to be notes any longer, I guess. It's like if they're not going to make, if they're not going to play a little tune as you're collecting them, they don't have to be notes anymore. Yeah, they're only there to be like a movement challenge. Well, and also, run along I, I, this path in a set amount of time, and I guess to be recognisable from the previous games, right? Because they were that previously as well, and to not be copyrighted by Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> they could just be dots, but then Pac-Man would come along. <laughs> do you reckon they could? Do you reckon like? Just a dot that you collect is that can't be a thing. No, I'm sure it's not complex. That can't be a thing. But you know, what else are you going to collect? A series of tiny mushrooms <laughs> that make you bigger every time you ate one. That's the movement challenge. You get bigger as you. That would be very cool. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Ninty. You can have what have that one. You probably find it in the game at some point. Everything else is in there. <laughs> Maybe. No lives, though, so you can't get one-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty bad at finding the, the health uh, power-ups when I need them. Oh, uh, right, yeah. That is a slightly weird shift for me, actually, the move to hearts right. over over having just picking up coins. I keep thinking I could just pick up coins and yeah. do that I'm helping. Okay. Yeah, repair your health. That would... Sometimes. I mean... Uh, I don't know. They could have made it so, like, you pick up a certain number of coins and you get health, maybe. But, <laughs> mm. but then that's too complicated. Because there was one section with some Goomba towers that I just felt a little awkward to judge. Or when I've been, when you get swarmed sometimes, and there's a there's a three D thing you're trying specifically to land on mm. in the middle of this thing, and I just found that those a bit annoying. And then you know, because I had problems with those in terms of taking damage, it's like then having no way to quickly get health back I'd, yeah I don't like running things. around with one heart left or, or with one segment left. I don't like how the but hearts only restore really... one point they should yeah. just fill your free back up they just yeah, fill it all. They're, yeah. they're, they're, rare, they're rare enough that, that, that yeah that filling just yeah. one feels like a bit That's, of a cop out yeah I agree with that can you fast travel this other problem no. yeah, yeah. you can get health back if you pick up an empty moon like one you've already collected oh okay right. that's useful no And some coins as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, gotta get coins, gotta get a shit out of coins. Buy get stuff those, get those fat stacks. Yeah. Stacks of coins all over the place. Bouncing around fat stacks. <laughs> Anyone else does that say at Mario at this point? Are we, da- are we Mario down? Not right now. Dan and I get further. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. I know we've done our usual thing here, like by the sounds of it, where we, you know it's easy to rag on the little things. Yeah, um, it's but, pretty great. You know, it's it, but it is pretty great. Yeah, it's what you wanted, what one wants. I think. A lot of people have said that, you know, regarding yeah. this. It's like this is finally that, like this is the Mario game. My tr- uh, was it uh, Super Mario fan Dan Riker from Giant <laughs> Bomb, right. you know, who pretty much loves everything Mario related, regardless of what it is. Um, 
even he said, oh, this this was the Mario game I didn't really realise I wanted, I wanted after yeah. so long. And it's like... Well, I think a lot of... Or some proportion of people are kind of... Uh, were kind of getting annoyed by, like, the new Super Mario Brothers all being the same. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, they did release quite yeah. a lot of those in a row, and they were all pretty similar. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, they're not bad games. None of them are, like, you know, new. Super, I played new Super Mario Brothers U, and found that to be a pretty... Because I hadn't really played any of the yeah, new yeah, games, yeah. Like, I found it a really refreshing experience to, to and well-made uh, experience at that. And actually having played Super new Super Mario Bros. 2 on 3DS after that, I think they have been getting better over time. U is better than 2. And I also um, feel like, for some reason, an unusually large amount of people skipped Galaxy. Because like, I never played... I didn't yeah. play that much Galaxy either myself. Right, and I, I didn't, didn't touch too. Galaxy 2. I didn't yeah. have a way... Because it was like if you if you were coming straight, if the only other three D proper three D Mario game you played before that would have been Sunshine. Sunshine. Because <laughs> then... Galaxy didn't. <laughs> the other thing about Galaxy is it didn't really need the Wii can or they could have they could have thought of ways to get around the Wii waggleness, well, right? It yeah, it didn't need it at all. So the, you know, I'm surprised they haven't re-released it. Yeah, like, that would be cool if they did re-release. Maybe they could do a double pack. Maybe, I mean, maybe it turned up on Wii U Virtual Console because did, you know yeah. the Wii U could just use Wii controllers. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, if, if it came, if it got re-released on Switch, that that would probably be a sensible thing for them to do. Well, maybe not. Maybe they just want this one. Yeah, <laughs> have this be the one on the Switch. I mean, I, let's well, let's think of it this way: like any any Wii U game. I think it would be sensible for them to put out again, right? So, That's the thing, isn't it? Because, because like Super Mario 3D World has kind of been on my list of something I want to play for quite a while, even though I could quite easily borrow a copy. I just sort of haven't got around to it. And it's like, eh, if it came out on Switch, maybe I'd, maybe I'd give it another look. Mm. Everyone keeps saying that there's probably going to have to be a Mario Maker sometime soon. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, that'll be next year, surely, sometime. Maybe. Well, End of next year. No, it's not, but it, it's still... It, it is kind of, though. It's a thing. It's a thing that's worth spending time on. Hmm. Right, Even yeah. You might have to get used to fat finger controls to actually build levels, but... Yeah. No stylus. True, true. Right, I think that might be it for our 200th episode, except we have a special bonus feature. Which we have no time for. Well, right. you know. So this is going to have to be snapped. It's not exactly going to be that long of a thing anyway. Okay. I guess not. Just an extra bonus that Zeg is going to introduce. <laughs> well, it's a dumb idea that I came up with, yeah. and then we made it more dumb, I guess. Yeah, well, so it's double dumb. For our 200th episode, for no reason whatsoever, no we're reason. just going to pick a random year of video games and see what came out of that year and analyze which game we think was the best of that year. <laughs> the and um, the years that we've been doing this podcast don't count. So no, pre Salacast years. We already have game of the years for that. If you want to go and listen to our archive, <laughs> it's one of those things. I wonder if, like, some point in maybe another 10 years' time, or <laughs> another 200 <laughs> episodes' time, we could actually revisit years, because we might have actually played more games in that year, right, that we that we originally couldn't cover. Even, like, beyond the last year's game category that we keep doing. Well, you know, I'm sort of of the mind, perhaps we don't do a last year that we missed, we just do, like, an old game that we discovered well, sure. this year, like, from any previous year. So let's yeah, see what year sense. I'm randomly going to pick. I'm going to stop scrolling this Roll page. the dice. Roll the dice. Hit one. And that one. Did you actually hit one? No, I didn't. 
these these hyperlinks are too far apart. Oh, 92. Oh, well, that's actually quite oh, wow. good year, isn't it? <laughs> okay. That's quite an old year. Oh, shit. Uh, what came okay. out in 92, then? You're going to have to... Yes, I'll run down... Should we just look at the notable releases? That might be the best. So we've got Dune 2. Oh, God. It's a fairly good game. I, you know, it's no Command and Conquer. It's no, it's no CNC. Dune 2 was okay. Better than Dune, obviously. Mega Man 4. We don't care about Mega Man, no. so... Nope. <laughs> Going past that. Ultimate Underworld. Okay. No, I never played it. Yep. <laughs> um, Ultimate 7. Because <laughs> that's a different thing, by the way. <laughs> okay. Nintendo like... releases Kirby's Dreamland. That's a decent game. I mean, early Kirby games. Is that Game Boy or Snares? That one. It was Game Boy. Oh early yeah, I played that. That was good. Are kind of like all the same. It's hard to distinguish them from each other. Like when I'm thinking of Kirby's Dreamland, I'm probably not actually thinking of Kirby's Dreamland. I'm probably thinking of the first one. Or <laughs> right, just just whatever Kirby was just called. Well, because, you know, all Kirby games are essentially quite the same, even now. Hmm. What else we got? Oh, Wolfenstein 3D for MS-DOS. <laughs> I mean, that's quite, that's a pretty big deal. That is a pretty big deal. Not, you know, it's not Doom. No, but it's a pretty, it's the first, first id game. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Actually, is it the first Indiana game? I don't know. Oh man, that that's crazy. like really quite a bad LucasArts game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember playing that. Comparatively and speaking, not liking it at all. Oh fuck yes, Echo the Dolphin. Oh uh, yes, I know, I know that's more important to you than, than, than to the rest of us. I've always appreciated Echo from afar. Well, it, it's important that it's not Echo Two, <laughs> <laughs> the first I, one. I'm looking ahead in this list and I can see what the best game is, so carry on. <laughs> okay. We've got Super Mario Kart. Woo. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Championship Manager for the Amiga and Atari ST. I mean, that's quite an important <laughs> oh, that's release. That's pretty good, yeah. That's quite an important release of that, yeah. Art of Fighting in arcades from SNK, I guess. Yeah. That's I wasn't really aware of it. Yeah. Virtual Racing. Yeah. Mm. 3D polygons. It's pretty great. Zool! Pretty not great. <laughs> I, I used to think that game, like, I used to I, think that game was good because it was one of your Amiga games. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. No, it's not. It goes on to become the best-selling Amiga game. So they, well, that tells you yeah. something about the Amiga, I guess. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I mean, oh, I mean, that's kind of that's pretty important. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, oh, I see what you mean, Dan. It's got to be this one. But wait, yeah. Sega releases Night Trap. There we go. Boom. Like a night trap. <laughs> Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. I didn't really like that. I never played it. I didn't like the land games. They were odd. Yeah, I like the music. Mario. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The music was <laughs> for the first Mario Land, at least. Yeah. I suppose, and the uh, pop song remaster. <laughs> That's why we like that music. We <laughs> like the dumb <laughs> pop song that was based on it. that music. I've never found that. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that a pop <laughs> song. It was <laughs> almost <laughs> rap. <laughs> it was like bad rap. Yeah, bad it was rap, terrible. Yeah. Star Control 2. I mean, sure. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. There you go. There you go. <laughs> There's the winner. <laughs> um, I will fight you for any anything else on this list. <laughs> Alone <laughs> in the Dark. Uh, flashback. And Mega Man 5. Well, they released the Mega Man year. 4 and 5. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. They really did just 
crap that out. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, from my perspective, that's a no-brainer, right? Sonic so, who is, if Sonic we Two is one of the best games ever made. If we wanted to <laughs> narrow it down, it would be Sonic Two, and then would what would we include? Maybe Mario Kart and Echo. It's like, yeah, it's there? like Mario Kart, Echo, and Mortal Kombat, I guess. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's not good though, is it? The first one. It's not a good game. It's yeah, just, it's yeah. just, it's not one you could really play now. Well, right? yeah, but that's, I don't. You, 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 you really want like Mortal Kombat three or something? Are we, are we counting continuing goodness? Because like Sonic mm. is always good, I guess. Yeah, I think we should. Mario, even the original Mario Kart, I'm not sure that's as good as it was. No, at the it's time. not. It's not. You're right. Uh, what about good. Echo then? So we've got Echo and obviously Sonic. I think Echo's still Echo. pretty good. Yeah, I think Echo's you still, still pretty play good. Echo today. So we that's all championship honest, manager I, you could probably play. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different situation. Yeah. G two, I guess that's still playable no, today. No, not really. Not like Command and Conquer is. I mean it's more playable than Dune. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's a different game than Dune. Wolfenstein? I mean Dune two has as what Dune two predates Command and Conquer, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does, was like yeah. The, it was like what Yeah, we're talking three the first years. Early, RTS, in yeah, a way, see, in a way. CNC was like, 95, so, we're looking at 92. So both, you know, you could argue that both Dude 2 and Wolfenstein are kind of the progenitors of their genre. Oh, they genre. are, but they're well, not the, the best game of 92, are they? <laughs> well, well, no, I suppose you're right, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're incredibly important in the pantheon of games. Yeah. But, if it, if we but, were talking Doom or something, it'd be different. But because it's not Doom, it's Wolfenstein, it's not as good as Sonic the Hedgehog 2, is it? Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Undoubtedly, Echo's pretty good though. Yeah, but that was yeah, quite easy. It, well, you, know <laughs> you know what's interesting about this list, actually? Like, like we may need to find another list. Is <laughs> like because this was the year that the SNES came out in Europe, and there's no Super Mario World. Did World not make the SNES launch? Super Mario World. I mean, Super Mario SNES World released in Europe and Australasia, though. That's well, I mean, it would have already been out in the US, but like... Uh, oh, yeah, you know, like... EU. So, Japan, 1990, Super Mario World. North America, oh, wow. 91. So we got... EU, 92. There's that much of a gap for us getting the SNES. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Europe didn't care about the SNES, really. Or, we weren't or the biggest... Nintendo purchaser. didn't think Europe cared about the SNES. We, we definitely weren't the biggest market for it. That's for sure. That's amazing. Imagine having to wait two years for Super Mario World to come out in Europe. That would be a mm. pain in the ass. That that game is, you know, I I prefer that to Sonic too, <laughs> but that's me. Many many people would, I yeah. suppose. But anyway, yeah. but that's not the same year. So no, I guess we'd have to count that as a nineteen ninety. I suppose even if uh, even if we were screwed on it. So that pretty much sums Boom. up this the- theoretical game of the year. Yeah. Sonic Two, and then maybe second place to like Echo. <laughs> to Echo, possibly. And, and- in terms of games we care about, I suppose. Well, in terms of yeah. notable games, according yeah. to this list. Yeah. I bet there was probably some games that came out in 92 that we like even more than most of those. Sim now. Tower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. When did Sim City come out? Oh, it's got to be an earlier than that. Uh, 1989, Jesus. So when did 2000 come out? <laughs> Probably uh, not 2000, presumably. 93. Ah, oh, no, next year. See, now that would be competition. <laughs> Simpson 2000, that was pretty good. 
Cool. Okay, so episode 200 of the Salacast, uh, the best game of 92 is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Go and play it, or play Sonic Ma- Mania instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play that and you're basically... <laughs> and you're basically playing it. Yeah, still just still just play Sonic Mania. Yeah. Check out our YouTube channel for Zach's uh, frequent uploads of how to solve puzzles and shit. Relatively frequent. And, uh, I know you sounded like you were struggling for the name of that game, Dad. Do you want to give it a go? No. <laughs> Zatronic's latest game, whatever that is. <laughs> Opus Magnum. Opus Magnum. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for Salacast 201. Hey, Streets of Rage 2 also came out that year. Prince of Persia 2 also came out that year. There was a, what, a 2D Prince of Persia 2? Apparently. I didn't know that existed. Alone in the Dark. Oh shit, Final Fantasy 5? Uh, probably not in Europe. Mm, no, we wouldn't have seen that. Well, I don't know, would we? Would there have been Final Fantasy 2 in America, that one? or I forget which one was 2. I don't think... Cause I think three, 5 was always 5. Because 3 was... Uh, America's Final Fantasy 3 was Final Fantasy 6. six. Yeah. So which one was 2? Masquerade, I guess. Contra 3 on the snares. That's a pretty good Contra game. Uh, oh shit, Mario is missing. <laughs> Obviously, the best game of '92, the uh, hyper fighting version of Street Fighter Two, Darkling Dark, what? Die Hard Two. Oh Jesus, this list is a lot longer. Yeah, I found a longer one on IMDb as well. Yeah, we're not gonna. We should probably just end this podcast. Yeah, we'll yeah. this discussion ourselves afterwards. Right, here, here it is. We've got it. We've got it. Mario is missing. That's what I just said. Oh, did you? I was not listening. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Mario's missing. Best game of '92. Well, it is missing because apparently I can't remember that it's been said. So he's, he's more missing. He <laughs> literally doesn't stay in your brain no, at any period of time. So missing. <laughs> I don't know where Mario is. He's, I mean, he's globe trotting now, so I'm, I'm even more lost. Yep, he's all over the place. Yeah, no, I think I'm getting into bad games now. Metroid Two. Yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. End this podcast. Stop reading that list and go over there and turn this podcast off. Oh, yeah, that is my job, isn't it? <laughs> the Lost Vikings. Come on, Blizzard game. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. Lost Vikings was pretty decent. The PC version had some pretty awesome music. Some of that Red Book audio, bitches. Yep. Right, I'm going to Mexico. In your space hat. In my space hat. Catch you next time, listeners.